Hey everyone, Frosty here. I finally started getting these shows uploaded to various podcast services again. Some of these episodes are a bit older than the day they became available on the service you are currently listening to it on, so please keep that in mind. One other quick note, these shows are now also sponsored by a wonderful company that provides two Japanese snack box options, Sakoriko and Tokyo Treat. They're both great options, but act a little bit differently. Tokyo Treat is solely focused on snacks that are the latest, most exclusive, and that are the limited edition or seasonal flavors of snacks you might enjoy now. So things like Sakura Pepsi and Japanese Sake Kit Kats. Also comes with ramen, drinks, and much, much more. Sakura is solely focused on supporting the local Japanese snack makers, which include traditional, authentic, and artisan snacks. They'll also come with Japanese teas and special items like tableware. If you have any interest in either service, please use the affiliate links in the description. Each sign-up supports what I do here with MogTalk, and it would be greatly appreciated. Just in case, the URLs are team.tokyotreat.com slash MogTalk or team.sakura.co slash MogTalk. Thanks, everyone, and enjoy the show. Welcome everybody to Mog Talk episode 282. Today is June 3rd, 2023, and we are going to be talking about the World Race. Uh, and basically, this is our post show. We're bringing on two amazing teams. If you guys are unfamiliar with Mog Talk, it's a show based around the Final Fantasy 14 community discussing everything from Savage Rating to Chuckle Racing. Uh, but first, let me go ahead and uh, have the two teams introduce themselves. Uh, from Neverland, we have Narlock. You were on last week, dude. Could you, tell, uh, could you tell everybody who you are? I'm Narlock, and I'm back from last week. Nice, nice. What role do you play in your team? Uh, this time I'm tank, but usually it changes every two or three months, okay. depending on who is or isn't leaving. <laughs> okay. I think I was healer first, and then I was caster for like maybe three weeks, and then I was a tank, and then we thought about changing it again, and then I went back. So you're just the flex? Uh, yeah. Got a it. bit of everything. Got it. All right, we also have Rumi. Can you tell everybody who you are? Hello, I'm Rumi. Um, I used to go by the name of Skyler for a long time, and I've been uh, the ninth man for Neverland ever since DSR, which has been quite a while at this point, actually. <sighs> it has been over a year. Uh, now that I think about it, jeez. All yeah. right, <laughs> we also got Suki. Hello, I'm Suki. I used to be known as Moogie Woogie. I'm the Astro, formerly <laughs> Caster, and I kicked Mara off healer and I took healer. Nice, nice. God bless. <laughs> we also brought on uh, Aether Group Three, aka Angered Group Three, because I can't speak properly half the time. Uh, Ara, uh, could you tell everybody who you are? Hey, uh, I'm Ara, and I play uh, Astro for Aether Group 3. Nice. And then we got Chayo. Hi, I'm Chayo. Uh, I used to be the caster, but now I'm with his ranged. Okay. And then Layla. Uh, I'm Layla. I play Genshin for AG3. Nice. 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 I thought you were retired. Yeah, so... Uh, 
I mean, I, honestly, I haven't even been around for the last two months, but I'm just here as a spokesperson because they wanted me to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that works. Uh, jeez, thanks guys for coming on today. It's uh, I I was able to get some sleep. I feel a little bit more mentally sound than the last time that uh, you know, I spoke with uh, you guys, Neverland. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, we could have a a little bit more of a thoughtful conversation. And I, yeah, we, you know, we were doing that stuff with production. I don't know how weird was that interview timing wise, because I know there was some level of delay. Was it okay or was that a little bit odd? Um, uh, also, it was fine. Maybe the stream was, was slightly delayed. It was, um, was some points where I noticed it. Okay. It was like maybe four seconds delay, I want to say. Four seconds? Yeah, I remember pretty You guys clearly. said it was like half yeah, a second when I said two Well, no, but the delay with Frosty talking in no, the video was like half a second. He was uh, asking yeah. about his delay from his microphone to his camera. We're yeah. talking about the delay from us to oh, the casters. Okay. To the casters, yeah, because there were some points where like people were talking and like it like could cover many other people. Yeah, you yeah. Know. I got to figure out a better way for that. It, our production threw that together like last second <laughs> to try to figure out how to make that work. Uh, but... Anyways, uh, since then, I'm sure you guys have had some time to kind of soak up uh, the rates here and the race and everything else. Um, I mean, now that that has happened, I guess I'll ask all the open floor for everybody here. Uh, do you guys think that this was a, a good tier to end in Walker on? Oh, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was pretty good. Yeah. That's Definitely one of the expansion one. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So best in the expansion, but not best in the game, of course, right? No. 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 Okay. It's pretty good. It, it, I think it's, it's pretty up there, up there but it's, it's, it's not it's, best. Yeah. Yeah, it's solid. Okay. You I'm going to say it right away. I think what it's lacking the most is uh, a DPS check in the final turn. <laughs> yeah. Like, it was a little <laughs> bit too easy, really. But you could clear with like multiple devs and not even optimize like. Yeah. Um, yeah, gear and buff timing and stuff. Like you could get away off. with a lot. They added more. It was more mechanical heavy, puzzle heavy, this time mm -hmm. around. Yeah, the mechanics were pretty oh. nice. Though. So it was like a trade off, I guess. Mechanics versus DPS check. Yeah, it could have I mean, been a bit tighter for the last two. We kind of talked about this the other day, but um, I mean, this is a lot of these mechanics typically in these savage end bosses recently probably wouldn't have been uptime mechanics. And now they're having to juggle the fact that they're giving you uptime with brain mechanics, and they probably put the leniency a little bit too far, high, uh, too high. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, well, I, I don't I know. Some, some people don't really, some people don't really see it as a negative. Like I know when I talked to Zep about it, like he's a fan of it. Um, I'm probably less a fan of it, but yeah. What were we saying, Nar? I was saying I actually wanted to bring that up at some point too. I was, I wanted I was going to ask that later. Yeah, you can ask it. Everyone out. uh I I just wanted to say two things. One, I really like that um, the bosses were basically full uptime the whole time. There was only like maybe two times the whole tier the boss actually went away. I think it's really lame when the boss just like goes untargetable every time he does like a hard mechanic. Mm -hmm. And the second thing I was going to say is I think that the easy DPS check is related to that because when they have these hard mechanics with full uptime that people actually like have to run away for, like actually have to, mm -hmm. they can't balance around people being good enough to actually keep hitting the boss during these mechanics, or else PF would never be able to kill the boss. Mm 
Like I was curious how other people felt about that. You mean in the in the terms of tuning it towards making it clearable in Party Finder? Yeah, but that and just the fact that I think it's very related to the boss being full uptime, mm. despite the fact that it makes you run away. I still think it was a little bit too lenient, given the fact that the boss's hitbox is the size of Jupiter and like takes up probably two thirds of the arena. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I it, like. I mean, it's... Go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was gonna I say, say it's, I it's something point. that Square Enix does a lot. That like, you no, know, they make a hard DPS second, they overcorrect the next tier. Like it didn't Shiva, right? Shiva was hard, and then E12S was really easy. And then again with this, this was hard, and then they overcorrected and made the next fight really easy. It's like I it's think, hard for them to get that perfect tuning. I think they got Kofi after Missos. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay, let's dial it back a bit. But I do agree. Yeah, that's yeah, they definitely got over. They just overcorrected. Yeah. Like we got to dial it back, but they they just went way far back. Dialed back too much. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, we could say they overcorrected at least within the DPS side, but the mechanic side, uh, you know, they they did pretty well overall. For sure. Um, or at least that's what it seems like. Thank you for no codex mechanic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no no firebox. Oh yes. <laughs> Hmm. Man, I yeah. No, but, go ahead. Go ahead. So, like, I think most world prog teams do not like these hidden codex mechanics where like they tell you nothing. It's just like do this random thing, and now you can continue. <laughs> do the mechanic not wrong on purpose. Yeah, like do the mechanic wrong on purpose. Not That's a fan like, of what? that stuff. Okay. All right. Uh. So, I guess yeah. That sucks for you. I don't have to worry about that, right? Uh, because you guys figure it out for me. Um, but yeah, that is that just not fun for you guys? I know the, the whole point is like to figure out the puzzle and everything else and try to get all this. What the fuck is Zep doing in chat if he's not going to be on the call? Listen, Diablo 4 just came out. Yeah, he's playing Diablo 4. <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Diablo 4 right now. I mean, uh, yeah, seriously, multitask. God. All right, sorry. Anyways, we don't have to worry about what he said, he's not on the show. Uh, the thing is, uh, I think that the, I, I don't know, finding those is fun in a way, but at the same time, I'm not having to do it. So I'm wondering from your side, the, the whole th- reason you guys race, most racers at least, uh, is so that they can go through and see how fast they can solve the puzzle. But I, that's the codex type mechanics are just not a fun type of solve for, I'm guessing all of you, right? So there's like a different, so... You could kind of construe the ad phase in the door boss as a kind of puzzle in the sense that you have this set of data and you have to figure out how these ad works and how these things go together, right? But codex type puzzles are different in the sense that you do this mechanic and then you get to some wall later where it's like, haha, there's actually a secret. Go back and figure it out. And now you have all these mechanics that you've already done and no idea where to start. So you just have to start randomly mashing things together for hours until something just happens. Like, it's much more frustrating. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's very like, frustrating in the moment. It's like up gated it behind a huge trial and, error, trial and error phase that you just have to do it over and over and over again until you find something that actually works. It's just not fun, honestly. Yeah. I mean, it could result in someone clearing an ultimate, like... I guess, like, three or four days before anyone else, too, right? Exactly what's going to happen, yeah. There's, there's something <laughs> like this that no one else can figure it out. One team figures it out. Yeah. It doesn't matter how bad that team plays. They're going to win because they figured out the hidden mechanic. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, overall though, DPS dialed back, but you guys would say the mechanics were at least interesting to the work with and solve and everything. Let's let's go back to uh I guess some of the first fight the first fight and kinda of go through it a little bit, because we did talk about just in general overall. Um P9S, uh what are what's everyone's initial thoughts on that, if you guys remember it? There's only one thing to remember. The whole fight is pretty much three mechanics plus one big one in the middle, I guess, and one big one at the end. Mm -hmm. And I was a I was a fan of that big mechanic. It was a very fun one to figure out. It's like the first time they had like a puzzly mechanic in the first turn. I feel like so it was a it was a good first turn. I think in that regard, mm -hmm. I like it a lot too. It's like yeah. like I said, the mechanics in between are like pretty simple, but I also think simple can be fun. Too, and I think that fight is simple and fun. Yeah, I think for a first turn, it's like what it should be, honestly. Like a lot of small mechanics, stuff that you're used to, spread stacks, whatever, and in between, like one or two big ones. I think it's mm. good. It's like the first time I really like saw the team like stop and just have to think about a mechanic on the first turn instead of just chain pulling it. Because I actually had to take a bit to like look through the limit cut and stuff to figure it out. Otherwise, the first one in Abyssals, I remember we just chain-pulled until it died. Because the thing about the filler mechanics is they're very simple, but, like, they're all body checks. So if you don't, can't figure out the kickball limit cut, then even if you get through it by zombieing, you're just going to die to dual spell or whatever stack spread. I thought most teams zombied through that, and that's how they got the clear. <laughs> the first limit cut you can zombie through because he doesn't do a mechanic for, like, another 30 seconds or something like that, so you right. can res everyone up that died. Yeah. Let me cut. They give you a lot of time to re regroup Got before it. he actually does anything. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, and I hope my personal experience so far as party finders definitely still having a lot of trouble with it. Uh, do you have? Do you know what strategies party finders doing for that limit cut? I've done a little bit of party finder, and I've done with JP Strat, and it looked pretty easy to me. But it, like in execution, it's it's awful. <laughs> It's At least in Party Finder. <laughs> it's really not that bad. So uh, the, I guess, Oppo Cryal Strat uh, is pretty straightforward. It kind of makes sense kind of rotating around. But the JP one, you just have to take your mind away from it being two separate groups of people with numbers and people without numbers and just being one group. And then whatever it is, this thing comes up, you have to go do it. Uh, yeah. But I think it reminded me of the... Uh, the tower mechanic in top a little bit, right? Uh, because you have, if you get a number, you have to do a tower, and you have to do a tether in top. In this one, it's you have to bait uh, an explosion, and you have to uh, go collect a tower at the same time. Uh, you have to figure out which one in which order to do it. Did it remind you of you, of you guys of that, or is that just me being crazy? Actually, check out Progwad. I immediately said this is exactly like DSR Phase One, not sorry, Top Phase One. I, I straight up said as soon as you saw the mechanic, like second time, like this is Top Phase One. Did I steal that idea from you? I don't know. Maybe it was like one of the first things I said. <laughs> six takes two is like alternating, right? One person gets tower, one person gets the mechanic. Yeah. And you alternate. Yeah. Uh, I just pray I don't get a number because the people who do the blue circles are just like brain AFK. Mm -hmm. yeah. No responsibility there. Yeah. In our strat, they just ran around in a circle the whole time, and if you got a blue uh, blue thing, you stop. That's it. Oh, if you have a... So you just circled around, if you have blue, you stop? You started yeah, at the one orb, 
all four yeah, people yeah. know numbers start at one. Mm-hmm. You look where three is, and if you get a marker, you stand still, and the other three keep going. It's just Mario Kart. That's a, yeah, that's what we did. That's one hundred percent identical to what we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one party finder is using right now. That or the JP strat, uh, and uh, <laughs> that's pretty interesting. I think it's uh, outside of that though. Uh, it's really what you guys said, the in and out and then dodging the cracks, I guess, right? Did you guys have any trouble uh, finding the safe spots with the cracks, or was it pretty easy for you? No, I mean, you can just look at the ground of the arena. It's pretty easy to tell this way. You I mean, like, for, for the in and out, right? Dodge is yeah, pretty easy. In and out. Dodge is really easy. easy, it's just they always try to bait you. Like they should mm-hmm. try to bait you into doing something else before you dodge, but it's always dodge first, then do whatever is coming up. Dollar store ruby weapon. <laughs> it, we we practiced that specifically before prog in the normal mode. That was like one of our, our things that we that we theory crafted and practiced on, so our group never had an issue with it, I don't think. Nice. Uh party finders have an issues with it. Um but I think I kind of think that mechanics is built for that level of raider, right? To be a challenge for the uh, players that are kind of just queuing in the party finder and everything, and taking it a little bit more casually, because that's just a a fun challenge for people who don't haven't just aced that mechanic and I guess worked their ass off while doing normal mode. What else in normal mode uh, for that fight helped you guys out? Speed running um... it right. Yeah, we did like three runs of it to figure out which job was good. Also, we we spent a lot of time theory crafting specifically the first two fights and didn't really spend any time on the third and the fourth one because like obviously those are usually going to be so different anyway that it like it's pointless. And also the third fight was like really obvious and there's nothing to talk about. Um, yeah, I think I thought we thought like what other elements the mage could do, and I remember we I think we thought. That the thunder that if there was a thunder it would be a cross. We thought there might be winds too. Mm-hmm. But so like that's why so like we already had our diagonals and stuff set up for the thunders, assuming it was gonna be a cross because then it would be the exact same as Celestriad, like from Kefka. You know, ice donut fire on, on people in corners and there's a thunder. But mm-hmm. I mean it ended up working out anyway, even though it wasn't exactly that. We All actually right. thought the fire would work like a O nine S where for when he transforms to mage Tanks and healers would go out first to inter cards and then DPS. It was uh, completely different, so we were wrong about that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, we did, right. we already if... planned like where to position fires, so that was like nothing to talk about. We're like, okay, this is pairs, everyone knows where to go, just go. Didn't have yeah. To talk about we, we actually thought, yeah, like, well, like Suki said, we thought it was going to be four people out and four people in. Because if you put the fire right on the edge of the, of the ice, there's like a little tiny safe spot in the middle where they all barely don't reach. We thought maybe that would be it, but. Hmm. All right. Okay. Any other thoughts on that first fight? Surprised we didn't see a variation of the uh, the Holminster first, like final boss mechanic. He does like the two tank busters and jumps in the middle normal mode. I don't think he had like a variation of that on Savage. Hmm. Not sure how they would even do that. The whole, the whole beast phase was just the meteors, really. Was there even a proximity marker? I just realized. Was it? No. Oh, not at all. Right? Like, the last mechanic is proximity. That's not a proximity marker, though. Like, it's, yeah, it's something completely yeah. else. Did he do the, like, jump on both tanks thing? No. Nope. Oh. He only did the, like, 
fire and wind thing. The fire wind, yeah. Oh, I don't even, I barely even remember. <laughs> Typical first fight, but at least you remember something in it. Uh, so overall, I mean, that, it was a good initial fight to start off with, I suppose. And um, I think uh, difficulty-wise, it's probably where it needs to be. Just one mechanic to figure out, <laughs> really. Uh, Wait, was this like the first time a first turn took more than lockout for literally everybody? I don't know. I think I don't know if it's the first time, uh, but we still. I mean, I can go get the graphs out, man. Uh, <laughs> but it's so hard to like uh, use the, those graphs too with the mixture of uh, normal mode. Normal. Yeah, yeah it makes it uh, kind of difficult to uh, to look at uh, because. This only happened during Abyssos. I mean, you could look at the first tier, uh, <laughs> but... Uh, um, did anyone do Cloud of Darkness in one lockout? I feel like that's probably one of the most hardest recent first turns. I don't remember. No, I don't know. I don't even remember who got first in that. I, I feel like if, if this boss took a lockout, I feel like Cloud of Darkness must have also taken a lockout. I feel like that boss is a lot harder than this one. Probably. I should know this because I think I know first, but I don't remember. Uh, I check it easily. Which one was that? That was E... E9S. Alright. Uh, sort by time on E9S. I mean, I don't... Because there's a lot of JP teams without clear times. Uh, but I have thoughts per second getting it... Two hours and thirty minutes after servers came up, give it an hour for uh, normal mode or less normal? than an hour for normal. Oh mode. yeah, that's that's uh, less than a lockout for sure. Well, no, no, lockout's lockout. ninety minutes, so like, 90, yeah, so it's about it, a lockout. It's a little bit over one lockout, uh, I think, unless if they were just really slow and normal. Uh, but yeah, it happened two thirty-four after servers came up. That uh, sounds like a two lockout fight. Probably two lockouts, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Then an entropy right after by five minutes. <laughs> so one pool uh, difference. Um, okay. Then we go on to P10S, which was the one I think a lot of people were excited for. Did it live up to your expectations at all? I mean, it did. I think so, yeah. I had all the cool stuff that we thought it was going to have, I think. How'd you guys feel getting uh, yeeted off? The tanks being yeeted off? Um, during the oh that part where they, the, the tank buster tower, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was cool. I that does not look like it throws you in the air. I don't know why it does. There's no tilt. There's no anything. It's just you, you yeah, bounce in the air. I don't understand why. Definitely, definitely was unique to add that knock. A little thing. out there. Uh, the big thing that I think surprised me is like it, it was all like kind of what people thought it was going to be. I think, but I was a little surprised how. Like aggressively, they make you run across the room and then stack and then spread or spread and then stack or do a different stack and then a different spread like back to back like every sixty seconds. It feels like demonic. Yeah, there's, yeah. There's the, the, the towers when coming back is quite uh, spooky. Like have to come back into your towers. Hmm. I mean, I mean, um, I mean specifically the the like the debuff where it looks like he's like glaring at you and it's like one. Yeah, or two yeah, or that four. too. That was a lot of that. What was the... Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say, I think 10 for me was just watching it. I think it was the best fight of the tail. Really? But, yeah. Okay, okay. Maybe maybe you could argue dual boss, but... Hmm. Ara, Cheo, Layla? 
I think was uh, decent. Probably not the best fight of a tier, though. Oh, okay. Okay. What about most unique? Yeah, that's kind of yeah, that's true. That's that's why I think it's the best because it's the most unique. I think we all got a laugh out of tanks getting yeeted. Yeah. <laughs> good. Good. I was actually surprised how much damage uh, Harrowing Hell did. <laughs> like, I appreciate that they got a little creative with the arena. Um, they don't do that enough. Um, like incorporating it as like a key mechanic of the fight. I thought that was appreciative of that. Mm-hmm. That that that, that fight is why they made the, the the all the buffs like thirty yalms to forty or whatever. All those buffs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was like, yeah, that's exactly why. And I think last time we were talking about it on the show, we were like, even some of those buffs don't hit the other side, right? You still have to like try to aim and hit the uh, members that are across the arena because of how far away it is and something about it being like one of the biggest arenas in the game technically because of the most distance you can be from one corner to the next um but i don't know uh i mean to me every arena that isn't a square or a circle is a win <laughs> okay okay so or you a got rectangle. you got two well I mean, uh, I'll even take rectangles at this point. Come on, just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, okay. Is there anything else like really uh, interesting? Did you guys struggle on any part of the fight? Um, mm. there's this part where there's eight heads in the room, and they shoot oh. laser beams mm -hmm. that knock you back. It's like one, two, three, four. Um, me and Death really had a hard hard time with the last set of heads that the tanks have to soak by themselves. One of the heads would just like they would both just stare at the same tank no matter like where we ran and and shoot shoot us to death all the time. We struggled with that. It's like really weird. Okay. AG three. Did you guys have that same issue? Yeah, mm -hmm. like we are. I think. In our case, with tanks, we were kind of slow sometimes. Like, sometimes they had to run a big distance to get to their heads, and that was sometimes an issue, but I don't know. I can't really speak for them. The heads uh -huh. lock in pretty quick. Yeah, so I, I think really... that, was, that was the thing. It's rough, yeah. Uh, people a... started shooting diagonally now to... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That. That's definitely the way to go. Oh, is that a thing people do? Yeah, the third set they shoot diagonally so that the tanks land straight in front of their their last set instead of having to run across. Oh, makes sense. If you run across, it's like very likely that one of the tanks just gets blown up and dies because they like they both snapped onto the same guy, right? Hmm. Think what else in that fight? Uh, oh, the person who breaks the webs get this really nasty dot, and there is a part in the fight where DPS and supports are split. And the DPS who has to break the web over there on that side, like, staring at him like, okay, when we meet up, I gotta spam this guy, because he's just gonna bleed out. I macro just for the DPS on that side, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I put a macro, I was like, just insta-pop, heal that person, I don't want to think about it, just no running across. Yeah. Oh. Uh... Yeah, our bitch, the harring hell damage, I am surprised that's on a on a second turn fight. Like, PF probably think I'll beat that, right? I, I think there's no the way PF gets through that without tank LV. No, no way they do that without tank LB. They kind of, they kind of overtuned that damage, I think. <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's intended to be a tank LB. Uh, seems... No, I don't know about that. It's, it's just, it's just. Tank I think it's intended, even catch but all of it. you can. Do... Yeah, that's the weird part too. It doesn't even catch all of it. I think it's after so the third hit damage. you tank LB. Yeah. Hmm. 
it could be intended for like that's what they expect people to do. I I think it's intended that you tank LB, but it's that just too much. Weird. It's like even in Bis, no way a party finder I think coordinates their mitts like well enough to to live that. You know, I just thinking about it more. Yeah, I I can't think of too many times that they made spots where it was a useful option to tank LB, and uh, it's usually to use the cheese mechanics, right? Uh, like in P6. Yeah, like P6. Yeah, yeah, P6. Yep. Um, but I guess it would make sense if they make really hard mitigation spots, and they're like, well, tank LB is a good solution for it. Uh, but... I mean, it's better than having to just use DPS LB all the time uh, and healer Maybe. LB to zombie, but... I mean, technically, healer LB3 is, like, really strong this tier, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah. Maybe they saw P6 people tank of being, and they were like, oh, you guys like tank of being? Here you go. Just use it in the second turn again. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I didn't really think about that, but yeah, the LBs have uh, a lot more use, uh, and so the DPS LB is not nearly as useful as it was, but I feel like they're all kind of becoming just as important, because usually when you have tight DPS checks, if anyone dies, it's you're never going to use a healer LB or anything else during that fight. You're just going to use the DPS LB if... Uh, there's a tight DPS check, right? Uh, and that's kind of what yeah. I guess P8S turned into. Um, so, I don't know. That's a curious thought. I'll have to add it to my list of questions to Yoshida if I ever get an interview again. If you're supposed to tank LB heroin hall? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll ask exactly that. <laughs> or just if... I don't, I mean, I don't think... I don't know if that's his job is to know the specifics of things like that. You might not know. Oh, he should I, know. I wonder how they, there's a fight. He knows. I wonder how they did the testing on that. Like, did they just, like, not notice it was hitting that hard in the testing? I, I do think it's tank LB. It's like, you know, UCOB thing. You can mitigate it. The, the, when UCOB appears behind yeah, it. The second can... one... Oh, there's a second the sec one, you're the right. The second one is the enrage. You're supposed well, to yeah, enrage. That might be a soft enrage. Yeah, it's a soft enrage. Sure, but like the... It's supposed to kill you. It's supposed... That last yeah, but not instantly. Uh, well, you don't die instantly. Like, you die after he beats your ass for like six dies. seconds. Sure, but... Well, and more specifically... If you somehow live, he knocks you off. <laughs> more specifically... Uh, specifically, I, was, I would ask him, Hey, are you... Uh, in the way you design fights, are you designing it in a way where LBs are useful outside of the DPS LB? Uh, and I, would... I mean, the problem with like designing a fight around a DPS LB is like, where are you going to do that? It's just going to be in like some sort of HP shield that you have to burn, which is just kind of a, a boring binary. Do you have the LB? Do you not? Or it's just going to be like, uh, I don't know, killing an ad or something. It's DPS check. I mean, that's it. It's you use the DPS LB because it's a DPS check, and that's like top. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the Lara Brea thing in Uwu as well, right? So, but those are like forced. Like, it's, it's that feels boring, not yeah. like an option, right? To make it to where that's, that's kind of my point. It's just it's binary. It's it's not interesting. Um, I kind of like the mechanics where it's like it's a, it's a little bit of a gray area. Like, yeah, tank tank LB can can uh, remove some mit from it, um, but you don't necessarily need it. So maybe you can skirt by without it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's more interesting, personally, but... I mean, when I think so, too. Right. Go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I agree. Like, in that sense, like, 
the fact that PTNS is like something you might want to consider Tangle being, but you don't have to, like, mm-hmm. this is good because you have the option. Yeah. Uh, you have Tangle, you don't hate it though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I noticed a lot of teams when we were watching the, the race prog, um, they would use tank LBs as a u- utility uh, at times if they felt like they weren't going to get heal L- LB in time. But they might be able to, if they could survive this next AOE, then maybe they could, uh, or, you know, green wide, they could go ahead and start slow resing people up. And so there's certain spots where tank LB actually was pretty useful prog wise to push further and try to get ahead and see those mechanics. Um, I mean, adding that extra level of survivability so you can get everyone up, have like 30 seconds of downtime or whatever it is before it really matters. Uh, and still be able to kill the boss because the DPS check is so low does make tank LB a little bit more useful, right? Um, I think when it comes to uh, tank LB, and like Narlock probably experiences this when he's tanking, um, it's kind of one of those buttons where you really don't want to press it. Uh, you, you, you're always like, th- there's always the second guess when you're pressing it of, is this the correct move? Because you're, you're eliminating a future healer LB3, which is objectively the strongest prog button probably in the game um and not if your healers are dead but exactly that's that's <laughs> kind of that's kind of my next point yeah uh, really the only times that a tank feels really confident in pressing tank lb3 is when you have zero confidence in like your healers not just insta exploding to whatever you're dying to mm-hmm. I, I think it's, it's pretty useful for p2 um, and p12 to just see more mechanics when like one healer died or something i I want to say, Frosty. I think this this like dynamic you're noticing with how people use tank LB. This isn't. This is something that has basically kind of always been that way. The only thing, the only reason you're seeing it more now is just people's skill levels going up generally and being better at deciding when to use it. I think because nothing really changed with how you use tank LB. I think. Okay. People are just yeah, getting uh-huh. better at deciding when it's when to use it. I mean, would you say? Would you all agree? Like right now, the player base is probably at the the top point and skill level wise overall uh i don't think before maybe i think it's about the same as always it didn't get better than i mean if you compare it to like last expansions i think compared to last expansion yeah i think it's probably better but um i mean i i would make i mean this is a bit of a tangent i would make the argument it's not even as good as it was four months ago but (laughs) okay okay so, I mean, Top came out, and, uh, I mean, that does kind of, like, there is some level of separation, because not everybody's going to try Top, right? But Top it being one of, objectively, I guess, one of the uh, the hardest fights in the entire game had to have raised the skill level of a lot of players, right? Yeah. That's what they are. They're definitely the, the hardest two fights in the entire game. It will be the same next expansion when they release a new ultimate. The, the skill level will go up once again. It Can just they... keeps going up, probably. Bro, what do you mean was... when? Put it put in I was... if. <laughs> if. <laughs> I, was, I was really surprised when you guys were saying you think the skill level like isn't going up over time. I feel like that should be like natural? a natural thing to happen, yeah. right? Is over time people get better. At least the people like at the top level get better. Maybe not player base as a whole. I think that's that's different, but... I was talking about the player best as a whole. I don't think the average went up at all. The, mm-hmm. the average in the top, at the top end, end, yeah, I think people are getting better. I think the average went up too. If you compare it to PF, like back in Heaven's Sword to now, 
Like, mm-hmm. I mean, now damage is much easier to do, right? You don't really have to. Yeah, but even then, like, I think in general, there's more ulti clears every time, no? Like, more people start clearing ultimate each new one. Oh, yeah, that's a that good thing, yeah. Could, some of that could be chalked up to just straight up participation. Mm. But also, I do think people do generally get better over time, like, on a long scale sense. Uh, well, I mean, like, when everybody, <laughs> never mind, I was going to make some stupid meme joke. I <laughs> don't want to do it. Uh, I was going to uh, joke about Sauce Legends and all that good stuff. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> bring that up in the whole community. Ah, <laughs> uh, jeez, dude. But, I mean, I mean, technically top could be cleared without healers, too. So there's that joke we could throw in there. We could do, like, all kinds of things with that. But whatever. Uh, do you feel like this, uh, I know I kind of, after we, uh, we talked to you guys, uh, a bit, you guys said that, uh, try to heal the, try to do this with no healers. <laughs> do you feel like this fight is designed in a way that makes it required to have people heal it? Which one? Uh, I'm sorry, yeah. just the tier, sorry, in general tier. Oh, I didn't mean to. Oh. No, no, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the tier in general, like if you- Healers are useless. Healers still useless, I mean, you think? Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, when people can clear top with no healers, you can clear the savage with no healers, too. Yeah, I mean, ultimate's harder than savage. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know, okay. <laughs> There's a lot of raid wides in the second half of the fight, and I'm trying to think, how many summoners could you bring to... I mean, it's not just summoners, what? it's also just tanks, and you don't need that, ma- that much damage, so you can bring extra tanks, and tanks provide a lot of healing, too. Oh, like, so P twelve is tuned around tanks. It makes so much sense. I think <laughs> the top is like the damage is so like spread out, and some faces don't even have damage. Like phase right. three felt like nothing. Well, wasn't the whole thing with P eight that like it was too hard to heal for like casual healers in PF? Like they were complaining about the healing. Healing's actually That's not P8 that bad. Like P eight P two. But has P eight healers? I said I don't know. I don't know, but I just remember like the whole debate, debate of like healers were like struggling to heal in the the fire and stuff in the P two because people like so spread out and stuff. Like, savage with full crafts on everyone would be pretty. I don't want to say impossible, but harder to do without a healer than an ultimate. Mm. But maybe like full gear, everyone bringing full gear, then you can easily do without a healer. Yeah, yeah. It always depends on the 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 frequency of the raid wides, right? Like, I don't think DSR has been done right because Dragon King just does too much damage. I think the yeah, issue with DSR is that you actually need healers for like mechanics, like the the Akafar. You need two healers for that, else it'll just kill people, and then you'll wipe oh, right. else right. <laughs> this, this one is actually impossible <laughs> just because you literally just, need healers. I mean, sex also applies for this fight, right? Like PLM uh, has all healer stacks. Uh, you're not gonna be able to do that. That's not true because. It'd be like, yeah, impossible. You can just you can just have a ten percent chance of living every single mechanic and and win by getting good run, RNG. Because like, people can run at the codex until they get it. Like someone can bring one healer to DSR and, and RNG the stacks. I guess exactly. Well, the the thing is, we're like rage struggle and rage is when it kills you though. Yeah, but if so you're lucky enough, it corrects. Uh, so you just you yeah, just make four groups until it works. Forehead. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry to go off on that tangent, but it, uh, it's something to think about. But uh, I guess, you know, you, you're talking about P11 a little bit. Is there anything else on P10 that you guys wanted to dive into? 
Mm. Uh, good fight in general. That's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. P11, would you guys say that's a good fight? I don't know well, if it's, it's a the very right word. standard. It's a very standard yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen fight. It's yeah. It depends it on what you think of like Final Fantasy fourteen. It felt boring. It felt a lot like uh, E eleven Fatebreaker. Like it always has these like spread and then stack together and then again and again and it, it repeats throughout the whole fight. It's exactly what Fatebreaker does too. Mm. And in between, yeah. there's some 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 a little bit different mechanics. Okay, there's some cool mechanics. But I, I still I still think it was pretty fun, honestly. I still liked it. I think it's fun to execute. It's but, fun, yeah, like, but not very like innovative. Like this yeah. not very innovative. Yes, yeah. nothing complicated. Okay. Yeah, the only time we had to actually like discuss was the orb mechanic on where people start and where they go. Everything yeah. else is like you just see and it's like, oh, okay, that's Omega Fists. That's Fatebreaker. That's uh, and it's silk mirrors. I think for people that saw it, this expansion is probably a fun fight. If you never did like Fate Breaker and stuff, like it, if it's completely new to you, it's probably really fun. Mm. I I always think about this, where the game is like getting old enough to the point now where these basic mechanics that they put like in between major ones and their in their boss fight design, they're gonna start like, you know, there's only so many basic mechanics you can do right to put in between the major ones so like at some point they're all just going to end up being very recognizable i don't know you know it's funny surprised didn't add... go sorry ahead. go ahead no no uh, go ahead go ahead i want to say i'm surprised they didn't finish p11 with like a triple combo like they always do with every these like the third fight it's always like at the end it's like they combine everything into one thing like you know like purple you go to Proteans, pairs, knockback pairs, and then tank buster pairs. Everything's like happening really fast in order. I'm surprised they add something like that at the end. Seems like the perfect fit for this, this type of fight. What I was going to say is that like uh, the first fight took two hours. Then the difference between the first fight and the second fight, uh, it looks like it was about three hours, just under three hours. Uh, and then between 10 and 11 was about three hours. Uh, so the first three fights were relatively about the same. Like you had one lock, you had two lockouts for P9, I guess maybe two to three for P10 and two to three for P11, it looks like, right? That's exactly right, yeah. Yeah. All right, yeah. Not us. <laughs> yeah, you guys took a bit on P11, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, we don't talk about P11. You guys, you guys lost like an hour. Oh yeah, you guys did a little bit over four hours. Look at that. That's all right. All right, it's gonna take me twenty. Um, the uh, I, I, what what got you guys hung up on actually uh, P eleven? If you don't mind me asking, I took as long, I guess, as P ten. No, no, I mean like uh, you guys oh, were talking that, about. Okay, either yeah, group yeah. three. Okay, yeah, yeah, group. Eight through group three. What was the big struggle in that one? I, honestly, I don't even remember. The first three fights were like a blur to me. Okay. I feel like it was probably consistency. That that one mechanic where you have tethers and shit. I think we had a lot of times where people just died to that. Mm. And then we, all, I think we also had a pretty good pull that could have been a clear. But then there was a wrong call right at the end. And then after that, it took us an hour. I don't know, thirty minutes, one hour until we actually cleared. So. Yeah. Just a consistency check. Yeah, most of us consistency, I think, yeah. 
just watching from my blimp above, I mean, I think for both 9 and 11, uh, AG3 had a couple pulls that could have been clears much earlier. Um, just kind of some, like, tripping at the finish line. Mm, mm. Okay. Oh, okay. That part you were talking about with the, the close and far tethers, that's definitely the hardest part of that whole fight, and I don't think it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, the, the last mechanic that he kind of does looks kind of hard, but it's really basic. Like, it looks hard at first, but it's really basic. With the uh, safe spot and then stack, run across the arena, go into towers. Yeah, they made it very easy that last mech. Yeah. Made it much harder. You guys, I mean, it's uh... mostly just scary. So, so... No, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, I feel like it's mostly just scary because it's that late into the fight and you really don't want to fuck that up at this point, you know? Yes. I mean, it's already like 10 minutes in or whatever. I don't know how long the fight actually is. It's like a lot of like stuff happening, but it's all stuff that you already did beforehand, so you like already have spots for all the parts, so you don't actually have to like talk about it. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, uh, I'm guessing you guys prefer this over the tree. Oh yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The tree was very boring. It had an awful. interesting arena, at least, right? Had an interesting last minute to the fight, and that was it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. I yeah, I don't know. They have to have different designers, you know, work it on this tier with different concepts of what they think the fight should be. Uh, because if we have these kind of interesting ones that we can see, uh, throughout the tier, and then this one just feels kind of plopped in there, like it's just, fight design-wise, doesn't feel like it sinks in with the rest of the tier. Do you guys feel that the same way? I think so, yeah. I would agree, yeah. It's definitely, whoever made the third fight definitely is a different designer from whoever made the other ones. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, well... The first three kind of blew, went by quick, like you said, it was kind of like a blur. Uh, but then when we got into the last fight, that one took a little bit over 24 hours. Uh, it looks like about 28 hours, uh, but you have to include sleep. and all. How much did each of your teams sleep before you got the, what's the day two? Five hours. Five hours. Five hours. Is five hours enough? It was for them. I don't know oh, how they did so. it. It was for them. <laughs> Yeah, Scott already had left like six hours ago. Yeah, yeah, I had to, I had to leave early because I had to get up early. But mm-hmm. I mean, I think they got there, they got kind of like scared from last tail in Savage, but they slept too long, so they were like, "All right, only doing five this time." Ooh. We took eight, yeah, and I believe it was a mistake. Yeah, I think so too. And I it think was it was last like for us. seven and a half. That, that's like, exactly yeah. how we felt last time. Yeah, <laughs> that's actually. I was talking to Kana about that, about your sleep, and he said uh, you guys slept very little for P8S. And then you guys overcorrected and slept more for this fight, but then we did the backwards. We we slept a lot for PS and we slept very little for this one. Yeah, I like think a, seven. Way too much in, in a, I think seven is actually seven. way too much in your tier where like every minute kind of counts. Like in in ultimate, it's fine because like ultimate is a marathon kind of, so you want to yeah, like have a week long. Sleep. But in, in savage, I think we should just go with a short sleep and just get yeah, over. They just have to bear with it. Yeah, seven hours, sure. four to five yeah. hours, and power through and get it done. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, in the end, you guys had a difference of about nine hours or so. So that wouldn't really have made too much of a difference between five and eight hours of sleep, right? Uh, Yeah. In this case, at least. 
Uh, but mm -hmm. I last year could have made a difference. We lost by an hour. If we slept three hours less, maybe we could have won. You know, <laughs> that's true. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so on this fight, it was there's at least a pretty good clear indicator of when to go to sleep, right? Because there's a had to be a point where it's like there's just so much more to this fight, we're not gonna be able to just clear it within uh, the next I don't know five six hours. So you might as well just go to sleep and then try to clear it when you wake up. Was that when you guys hit phase two, or is what I'm saying bullshit? Almost. Um... It's... We almost hit phase. We enraged, and we're like, we really want to see the first mechanic on phase two, so we can sleep with the new mechanic in our mind. Will, but, will yeah, you we, sleep we with the new mechanic in your mind, though? Yeah, that's a pretty good. Like that's what yeah, like, it's, happens. It's, it's really OP because then you go to bed it's... and you wake up and you and everyone's already figured out the first mechanic already because they were thinking about it while they're like getting ready in the morning. It's it's something everyone should look into. Like always, don't stop raiding until you get to a new mechanic and you can sleep on the mechanic and think about it. If you like, go to sleep with nothing new, then, like, you're mm. not gonna wake up with anything new, and you're just gonna have to do the same thing again. That's fair. Yep. Until you get walled on door boss for, like, four, yeah. like four or five enrages. It's fine, that's exactly what happened to us in PS. We just couldn't get through the door boss. We're like, alright, let's go to sleep. And the same thing here, we're like, okay, let's, we're tired, let's go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> same exact thing. Door boss always. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Was that the same thing for, uh, you guys, when you got near the Enrager, just like half and went to sleep for Aether Group 3? I think uh, we saw the last mechanic. Like we uh, super chain 2B or whatever it's called. And then we went to sleep. Mm -hmm. We saw the bosses at like 8%. We saw super chain 2B and we're like, okay, that that's it. There's nothing else happening. Yeah. So we went to bed, we woke up, and then we got to phase 2 like in the first like hour, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I think. We got to phase two and like what was it, like a couple pulls, like not even like five pulls, I think, on the like, on the next day. It was really fast. Yeah. Did you guys have a hard time reclearing that first off. boss uh, after getting the phase two for the first time? That's so interesting. No, we every time you yeah. queued in, we just one shot or two shot it every single time. I think we only had to requeue one time the whole time. It's just like we went in, we killed it in one or two tries, and we're back on P two. Every single, it was it was it was like the best thing I've seen for like a door boss since they started doing <laughs> door boss for any team. Yeah, yeah and after abysses, I remember abysses like door boss hard walled us for quite a long time, multiple times, and seeing it not happen this day was really nice. <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah. And then you're baiting, you're hoping that trying to bait the snake out first, right? All that good <laughs> stuff. I think door boss consistency just depends how papega you are at limit cut. How okay, so it also helped that yeah. like it, ha it, ha it had no DPS check, right? So you can yeah. get through the door boss with like four deaths and just keep going. It's like, okay, sweet, phase two time. Don't think about that anymore. Yeah, that's nice. true. Uh, how do you feel about there being a door boss? Boo. Boo. Uh, just make five boxes. I'm not a fan of checkpoints. Okay, but when it's eight minutes long, I'm like, Two okay, come on. Eight minute bosses is cringe. It's all right. Nah, do this I, I, with like a short door boss and a yeah. long second phase. You gotta make a door boss better. I, I want them to. I want there to be two eight minute bosses, but I want them to be two different bosses, so you well, don't okay. have to keep doing the first uh, thing over and over. Fine. I like that more. That's fine, but then just make five fights. Yeah, exactly. 14 minute fights are crazy. Well, why not just make two 12 minute bosses instead of two 8 minute bosses? I mean, I, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> <my laughs> I want to really like the I feel right. want PF to clear.
<laughs> I mean, I don't know. But I, I don't know. Eight feels short, man. Eight feels really short. Yeah. Savage plus a fifth optional turn that doesn't really drop a loot, right? Just you know, you can do it. Who would do that? Yeah, oh, what if it's like this like Criterion Savage? Yeah, you yeah. What if you make it <laughs> where it's just the same fight? You just no one can die. I actually like when bosses are short because then they don't have this pacing issue where bosses like take forever in between doing something. These well, they repeat the the the, the, fire, the final bosses, uh, the door boss and the final boss. I think are paced really well this tier, like compared to oh, usual. Sure. Like there's there's you're like actually engaged 100 percent of the time, which is like not super common. I think. Mm -hmm. You know, I actually, mean, they should they have before with like longer fights like if i think about like omega it was like they would just repeat at 50 percent right they did the mm -hmm. big mechanic at 50 and then just repeat it that was like the issue with like 14 minute fights back then well that was because mm -hmm. of creator uh and putting some like really interesting mechanics at the end and people would just yeah. skip it that's why i think like shiva did it the best with like being a long fight but still like being interesting the whole time frosty mm -hmm. i'm proud of you i'm proud of you for being a history buff there oh frosty. yeah it's an ultimate <laughs> Yeah, dude, I've I've been here for too long. I don't remember every single tier clearly, uh, but no, I remember that spot, one. You're very spot cool. on. That was that was the number one issue with with A12 is you, the all of the hard stuff was tied to the very end of the fight, and you didn't even see the very end of the fight. You I saw the very end of the fight. It, it completely <laughs> fucked design philosophy for like the next two years because then yeah. they just made bosses repeat themselves after fifty percent because of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. sure. And I think they're coming around back around where they're. They're they're realizing they can't put the hardest mechanic too far at the end, but they're also realizing they don't have to do the entire rotation a second time anymore, right? Like they can just put maybe like one or like one and a half minutes of like basic stuff at the end instead, yeah. which I think makes it paced way better than having a twelve minute boss fight where you're asleep for six of it. Yeah. Well they they kinda of started doing like variations on mechanics you've seen before, right? Like the whole P eight with the the Phoenix thing is kind of you saw the tiles and stuff before, they just made a variation on it and this fight as well. Like the fire you saw before, just a different way to do it and the shapes mm -hmm. as well. The shapes, cleric, and all that. I don't know, yeah, I, I like the short fights with very big intensity on mechanics, like Nar said. And yeah, I honestly do think it'd be better if they just made another fight, give us some more loot. People are complaining about that, I hear. Everyone True. wins. I mean, they've given so much loot this tier, didn't they? <laughs> Give you everything. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Um, uh, but that being said, uh, in detail on this fight, the door boss, you know, we could talk about that a little bit. Uh, do you feel like the door boss was interesting and kind of fun to, to beat and figure out? Yeah, for sure. It was, uh, it was, was really fun. very well designed. Yeah. Yes. Casey was perfect. It could have been its own fight. Did, did you guys... Go ahead, go ahead. I was a big fan of all the super chain theories. Where they visualize the mechanic is really cool. Hmm. Yep. Did uh anything that you prepared for while like looking into the fight before coming to this fight? I know Netherland didn't do anything, right? They just kind of AFK. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if Aether Group Three did you guys put a lot of time into figuring out the normal mode to see what would happen in uh, Savage? No, not no. at all. Okay, all right, then no one did anything. Got it. We we, we just speed it. Instead of there was speed running E9, we just, I mean, P9, we speed ran Golbez. 
Sorry, it's not even a lot to go off, I feel like, from normal mode, is it? Yeah. If like so normal, the fourth turn, you can't really use. Like, Nar said it earlier, the fourth turn is useless yeah. for normal mode. Because it's so vastly different in Savage to last fight, so you yeah. can't really use anything in normal. The 11th yeah. and 12th floor, we both, like, are, are both kind of... There wasn't anything to, like, go off of, really. I think the, the most we did was, like... Are there going to be like extra super chains? Maybe it like shoots a plus or something. Mm. That's that's like the most we got out of that, and, and that's it. And instead, it it shot uh, Proteans and pair Proteans, right? Yeah. yeah, I actually thought her her wing mechanic, where she like in the normal mode, she like telegraphs them top down and shoots them in order. I thought the only difference was just that they were all going to show like all three telegraphs would show up at once because you know the mechanic still works that way if it always goes top down and then it ended up going bottom up mm. it was funny the down. first time and the first four we got there kind of i just turned around and killed everyone <laughs> we actually thought she would store so the wing mechanic you had to memorize the order and do it later se loves doing that right storing mechanics yeah so i yeah. thought for sure she'd do the wing mechanic you gotta write down rlr or lr or whatever and she's gonna do that like two minutes later while in between mechanics like uh like e12 yeah like the storing shiva mm -hmm. yeah, all that yeah, that too. Yeah, just storing. I thought she would, she would, she would definitely store that stuff. But nope, it's just straightforward. Just turn around and kill you real quick for the lulls. Yep. <laughs> that was really funny the first time she turned around. Yeah, that's that funny. Was really funny. <laughs> oh man. Um. Okay. So super chain theory was pretty cool. The the ad phase. Uh, how did you guys feel about that one? I mean, it wasn't really an ad phase, right? It was just a a dance mission. Yeah, intermission, I guess. Yeah, that's the best way to put it. It kicked yeah. our ass. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we took that a pretty big kicked our ass. We took a pretty big L right there. Mm. I think I think though it kicked everyone's ass though. I think that's kind of the thing. When they say ad phase, are they return for a limit cut? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay, yeah. Um I think oh. with a lot of well, go ahead, Aaron. I'll save my thought. Uh, I was gonna say, limit cut is I think where we actually gain back some of our time. Hmm. So you just figured it out pretty quick. It wasn't that like we still died to it a lot, but the idea, the correct answer we came to pretty quickly, which was you know one three across two four net move in, then five six five seven bait first six eight bait second. Mm -hmm. We figured that out pretty quickly. It was just like, uh. Tuning it to like standing in the right spot so the dash is going across, don't clip other people. Mm -hmm. And there's like a big like thing with the ads jumping up at the start, and it, it ended up not really mattering. Like once you figure out that it could only be two beams and two cleaves in any order on the first set, and then the same with the second set, it's like well, that doesn't really change how you solve it. It's just the timing is a bit different. I think because of the the size of the the cleave in the center. Um... It made that matter a lot less because you you can realistically just kind of not care about the the uh, the, the pacing of the beams as long as you know that you're next. Um, it's supposed to be this like aerial deni area denial portion of the mechanic, but it just kind of ends up not mattering as much that as as much as I expected it was going to when we first started looking at it. Um, but yeah, I think probably the one thing that helps groups map that phase quickly is identifying early that the first four are just an inverse of the second four. Um, it kind of like really partitions the, 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 the phase into 
a very digestible mapping. But I also do feel like that that's a mechanic that kind of does just need to get mapped out. Like, just take all the iterations, map it out, and then you see, oh, okay, it's not that bad. Mm -hmm. For our group, we were so hard locked on five and six baiting first, because generally limit cuts, you have five, six pairs, seven, eight pairs, one, two pairs. We were so hard locked on that, that we didn't even think about, like, what if two odd numbers bait together? <laughs> we spent yeah. so so long just five and six baiting first, seven, eight baiting seconds. It's like... The 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 in we we knew about the like inverse thing. MT saw that really soon. Like it's inverse, but we didn't really think about like in terms of that. We're just like five six first. Just pray it works, right? It's just we had this weird ordering of what pairs we do first. It's just, it was just like really bad. And after a lockout, we're like, okay, something has to change. We're not getting through this at all. So we spent like another 30, 45 minutes just like trying. Maybe there's like different patterns you gotta do. It, mm -hmm. it was a it was a bad uh it was a bad start to that mechanic. Just a lot of yeah. time wasted. I mean, I was talking to another team about this. Um, I I don't I, I mean this is I don't mean this uh, critically or anything. I do think that's a mechanic that probably is a bit carried by ninths because just the more the more the more effort you put into mapping the different variations, like you see fairly quickly that five six is just kind of awkward, and five seven gets you safety across just way more map way more iterations. Um, I would say the majority of team the majority of team struggles that I saw on stream because there was a lot of like stream struggles with that with that phase. Um, it's entirely just because they didn't take the time to fact check everything on a spreadsheet. That that is definitely a spreadsheet that you or, or a mechanic that you need a spreadsheet basically to solve. Like it's very difficult to do it without writing everything down. Mm-hmm. And and like we 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 gathered all the correct information pretty quickly, and and like Sugi said, we just straight up didn't put the information together correctly for like an hour, at least. Uh, like like we had everything we needed, and we just didn't put it together, so it was pretty big L. And who was your ninth man, Rumi? I was sleeping. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, we don't okay. have a ninth man that really solves mechanics. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. We, we they, solve they, mechanics. They we have the players who solve it. Yeah, yeah. scholars they, are they play play caster. Like, they, are, they, are, they are too smart at uh, doing it themselves. So we yeah. have um, Skylar. I couldn't even come who, close. We have Skylar who helps with with callouts and things, mm -hmm. and and like watching closely. And uh, we had someone who drew pictures, and that was it. Those are our ninth man. <laughs> uh, we didn't even need just, pictures that much. He, he didn't all like rad, like very nice he like, timelines and everything. And he yeah, rad, he wrote, rad, he wrote down timelines. His good. his main job was to timeline every every time we saw like a thing he drive we have like a timeline channel on Discord so if anyone wants to they can just quickly look over and see what's coming next. So his main job was just to timeline the fight and Skylar's main job was to uh, call out. He was our um call out guy. Mm -hmm. He was our trigger. I, I, I think mean, I never clicked on the timeline channel, so I forgot. Mm -hmm. the <laughs> we we both can also uh, spend some time every now and then checking vault footage if needed. But. Yeah, they they definitely help. They help us with like like solving thing, but it's more like all ten of us. Whenever like we're solving a mechanic, all ten of us are usually like all together like working on it rather than yeah. like one Do you... person doing everything. Yeah, I don't know. There's this like people are saying we have like seven, eight, ninth man. Like no, we just we literally do it ourselves. Everything pretty much. Does that? Do you guys butt heads sometimes when you're uh, discussing mechanics? Really? Actually, <laughs> well, no. I mean, I mean, you guys have all full of prog. Like, you can watch beginning to end. We don't butt heads. Like everyone. <laughs> gets their say on a mechanic and it's usually like yeah. the final thing is always like well everyone had input and we put it together and bam we have an we have an answer within like a pull or two 
I mean, like, it, like of course, it happens like a little bit here and there because, like, you know, not obviously not yeah, not everyone like agrees on everything, right? Like, it's just impossible to like perfectly agree on everything, right? But mm-hmm. people in our group are really good about like, you know, like I like I wanted to do like the backward shape mechanic one way, and like everyone else wanted to do it another way, and I was like, well, I think that way is stupid, and I like molded for like a minute or two, and then I was like, <laughs> okay, well, whatever, I get outvoted, right? So you know, get over it; it doesn't matter. Right? I got outvoted, right? So you know, it, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, except the you L when you got, get it. You just it. have to get over it. Yeah, you just have to like, you know, you just have to get over it. Yeah, uh, it just happens. That's with every group, I think. Yeah, yeah like it, it's impossible to have like a one hundred percent perfect agreement because like, if eight people could have perfectly agreeing minds all the time, like every fight would die in like eight hours or every. Yeah, if anything, they're hours. probably one of the groups that is the best at it because like there's sometimes where they just like explain a mechanic or somebody explains a mechanic in the way they see it. And then L7 instantly are like, okay, yeah, sure, we'll do that. Like, they don't need another explanation or they don't need, like, any more info. They're just like, okay, we'll do that. And then it, we don't uh, argue about mechanics. Yeah. We come up with something, we pull. There's no arguments. Yeah, we try it and see if it works. Uh, I got to ask this towards Aether Group 3 here. If you guys, if that sounds familiar, or you guys operate a little bit differently. Sorry, in regards to what? Like, how we... How you process the mechanics, you know, have uh, ninth man, whatever, you know, helping kind of figure out mechanics. Because, I mean, when I was talking to the JP group uh, previously, right, uh, for all that stuff, they uh, they were talking about how there's one person who literally just tells them what to do, and everyone else just hits keys really well. And one person figures out everything and does everything for basically just... It's calling out the mechanics as they happen, directing them, and everything else. The other players, they don't even think about it. They just kind of execute. It's an interesting dynamic because, like you like you just mentioned, I mean, that is kind of how the JP group operated last mm-hmm. year. Um, and I'll remind everyone present that they washed all of us last year. Um, so oh, I, yeah. I think there, I think there is actually a lot of merit to how they do things. Um, it's a it's a style that is very different to both NA and EU. Um, I think NA is probably somewhere in between, um, not not fully leaning one way or the other. Uh, a lot of the NA groups, I mean, they're pretty heavy on ninths. I don't, maybe not um, Cleese's team. I think it maybe is just Cleese over there. But I know, like speaking from AG three, like they have a a group of ninths that are very active in Prague, um, and yeah, it's a, it's a question that I've been wondering myself. Like, which which style is more beneficial? Um, I I can see I can see merits to both. I, I just I think that style wouldn't work for this group. That's all I think. So for me, because uh, I actually don't like having too many ninth fans. It's something like you know, I remember Zep was like, "We should add more ninth fans." I said, "No, I don't want more ninth fans at all." Like, I was like happy with Skylar. Skylar was all I needed really to do callouts because. I think one unique thing about Final Fantasy fights is solving the mechanics is one of the most fun parts. I don't think pulling the boss is the actual fun part. Solving the mechanics is the fun part. So if, if we have a ninth man doing that for me, then I think it'll be very boring now. And I, I want to be the one to figure out mechanics and talk them through and solve yeah, them. Yeah, and that's, the, that's, like the general, that's like the general NA and EU thought against it, right? Like, that's why it is the way it is. Um, it's just interesting that JP doesn't seem to care about that. Um, I and and just the, think, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go on. Oh, I no, was no, just go gonna ahead. say. I think if you're thinking strictly efficiency wise, 
like what is theoretically like most optimal i definitely think what jp does is theoretically most optimal like on paper like for sure right it's just so time efficient that like you know it has it does have a lot of benefits like you said but like the only question is how how often is that theoretical like like situation like actually good for a group right that's the thing and just to like just to just like provide chat some context because there's probably a lot of people who have no fucking idea what we're talking about um basically like last last year we saw like a really big example of um team unnamed who got first by a mile um for reasons that maybe some of their merit maybe some of their maybe some not their merit that's okay i still think that they played better than everybody regardless um and i think that everybody in this call agrees yep and top yeah, yeah. is Talk about top, sorry. Talk about top. Yeah, I agree. And like to just to give chat some context, basically they have you know one or two ninths that are kind of dictating everything that happens, like telling them when they can eat their lunch, when they can eat, when they can uh, you know pull the boss. And the players are literally just soldiers collecting information for a group of brains behind them, and they're just chess pieces. There's pawns to be moved. And it's it's a very different style. Yep, I, I think it, I think it really depends on the group's strength, like what the groups are good at themselves. Because like, um, what was I gonna say? Let me think. Okay. Actually, just something else. I forgot. I, forgot I, what thinking, thinking. I, I will say like, um, we've actually talked to the uh, the brain behind yeah. unnamed fire foyer, right? Um, he actually told us that like, we're un we're not we're we're very different from the JP team he knights for. For top and PS because like we're able to solve mechanics on our own versus he said like his that team couldn't wouldn't do it themselves like they just pulled while he solved everything for them but he said you guys have brains while you're pulling so you guys don't really need that uh ninth brain power so it's, a, it's it definitely is a very different team setting between us and unnamed yes yeah, I, I was gonna say I was thinking like in WoW as well I was thinking like the whole thing of like. Echo being the team that takes like one hour breaks for a mechanic every time, right? And Liquid is like the team that pulls more. And Echo is the team that pulls less but thinks more. Like, I think that's kind of the same thing and like differences in like team styles. And the same as in this case. And would you guys say. A combination, man. You, you think you're, you guys are a combination of that? Of that Liquid and Echo, yeah. We, we pull very much. Like, we're pulling and we're talking while we're pulling about solutions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Which just again, like adding context, like that's a skill that these teams practice, Frosty, like being able to talk while pulling. Because in a sav like savage races are too fast to not have that be the standard. Mm -hmm. No, that makes sense. Uh, and after you figure out the mechanics, I mean, a lot of stuff. It, the the trouble is figuring it out, right? The execution. Uh, it, some mechanics take a little bit heavier execution, but uh, more often than not, those first mechanics you have time to talk. Uh, and easily just mitigate whatever damage is coming out, weight raid wise or whatever else. Uh, Especially savage, yeah, yeah. Not as much in top, I guess, because P one you don't talk, right? Uh, I think yeah, you have to talk. P one and top. No talking. Top. There's the like windows time... of twenty seconds. Yeah. I think top was the first time our group ever had to actively slow down like on purpose like we would say okay you know this five second countdown that we've been doing to pull the boss after every wipe just change it to a full like 15 second countdown because people just like can't do that right like they, they, yeah. like we can't handle it it's too hard that fight it's too was, difficult. you couldn't process two things in that first phase so you just had to like 
also you had to talk before you pull in that fight. You mm-hmm. didn't really have that luxury to pull and talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But most content, it's usually you can pull and talk because you only have to focus during certain parts, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you almost say that, like, uh, Titan uh, kind of had that feel to it as well? Or was it you guys could talk no problem during that one as well? Because P1 was a little bit uh, execution heavy. With Titan? E4S? Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the first phase was pretty execution heavy, wasn't it? Oh, we're all on first... different teams at that time, so... Yeah, I guess it depends on what team you were. <laughs> uh, okay, fair. I think, like, theoretically, the first phase of Titan is, like, pretty hard, but then you have, like, a literal cutscene and a giant <laughs> yeah. boss that does, does, like, super slow after, so... It's my memory of Titan... My memory of Titan is unique, but I do remember being extremely focused in the first phase because the first phase is where you can make up the most damage, and mm. we, needed a, we needed damage. Right, yeah. right. Oh, but well, then the again, you could just throw. You, you, what was it? The joke about the uh, instance timer. <laughs> yeah, the, the instance timer and the dragoon just jumping around, uh, throwing the sphere. Uh, yeah, the angled dragoon or entropy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Good old Wehenti. <laughs> but uh, I guess kind of going back to this fight a little bit, though. Uh, Limit Cut seems to be real popular right now. Do you have any thoughts about that in general? About seeing these dots pop up everywhere? A little bit overused at this point, maybe? I don't know. I'm a big fan, too. It's it's three out of five fights, Limit Cut. I I mean, typically, like, they use it a lot. Yeah, go ahead, Ari, sorry. I says dots pop up, I'm like, ah, here we go. Let's get into this time. Everyone like, spread when, out. Let's see what's happening. When is limit cut? When is a limit cut based mechanic not a banger, though? I mean, really. Exactly. Every uh, limit cut based mechanic is always great. You know something good's gonna happen when you see those numbers pop up. Is there a limit cut in top? I don't remember. Um, I don't think there was. Right? There was no numbers. Uh, the was... only thing I dis the only thing I dislike about it is when everyone calls every mechanic the same thing because they can't learn the call what a circle's called or a donut's called. Yeah, it's the same thing with like dynamo and chariot. I I hate when people call circles chariots and donuts dynamos. I, it makes me so angry. You're never gonna get I out hate, of that. I dude. hate when I T9. hate when people say the limit cut mechanic and it refers to literally every single boss in the expansion. Oh man. man I... I, I call so when we were progging P2, I called Caloric by its name, and I, everyone on my team was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? What's Caloric? We called it all, we all called it Caloric. It's funny. That's actually pretty funny. Different. Okay. Iron Mechanic Caloric. That is a weird. Uh, I don't, I don't want to mess with names. I suck at names. Uh, but uh, the. Go ahead. It's okay sometimes, right? Sometimes it's just easier to refer to things by the names of other things that you already know. I just it just makes me so angry when it's when it's everything. Yeah. yeah. I can never tell what someone's talking about anymore because someone's like talking about oh when you're dodging the chariots you need to like do this. I'm like what? There's like a circle every thirty seconds in this fight. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> I couldn't name more than three mechanics from any previous tier without using names from six years ago. I mean, T9 was the defining <laughs> part of mechanics that carried. Uh, it, was a, it was a good fight. Yeah. What do you want? I'm <laughs> pretty ages. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, is there anything else in that first boss that you guys uh, would want to dive into or mention? 
Were you expecting more of the um, platforms? Maybe. I think they only used the platforms really one time. The end doesn't really count, I feel, but they could have definitely used more of those platforms. I, I think more it was platforms. about as much as I was expecting it to be. Yeah. Mm, so much honestly. more you can do with it, I feel like. I mean, yeah, but you only have so much time, you know? Eight minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I thought it was paced really well. I really like the pacing of these boss fights. I think like like pacing yeah. is something that makes a boss really fun, in my opinion. It's like a big part of a boss fight to me. Mm. Okay, okay. Um, I know when I brought this up to Neverland on on the call previously uh, about the uh, transition phase, they're like, "What? I don't I don't know. I didn't even pay attention." Um, Aether Talk about the cutscene. Yeah, the cutscene. How did you guys feel about that cutscene? I don't even remember it. Oh my <laughs> fucking... The hardest to beak. I want to say, uh, I, I never said that. They didn't. I watched the cutscene. I mean, I okay. watched it, but like... I actually... It's not rememberable. I, I haven't, I haven't seen anyone talking about it, but it, I think man. it's like super metal when the final boss starts quoting Ultima, the High Seraph. I think it's like really like sends chills down my spine actually i thought it was like really creepy in like yeah. a good way oh my gosh yeah i thought it was but who pays attention to the on-screen text or like listening to exactly what they're saying right the, the second i saw the boss cast helm crush i was like wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> i started telling everyone else hey hey be ready for other ivalis mechanics because this boss <laughs> is just straight up quoting ivalis and using helm crush and shit and then another one never came but you know what was funny? Uh, I went back to get the VODs for the intro of the show, and I saw... Uh, I, I forgot who which VOD I got from Aether Group 3, but the cutscene was still there. But I was on Zep's VOD for Neverland, and at a second it popped up at the end when the, the boss got cleared, it skipped cutscene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just wanted that screenshot, yeah. Then then wanted the screenshot. screenshot for Twitter, yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> Oh man. I think I think Zep had the fabled didn't he have the fabled seven of eight watching cutscene? The seven eight watching yeah, cutscene? Yeah, I think yeah. he did. That's, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, that was pretty quick. Was hey, he was instant on that. You gotta do what you gotta do. He <laughs> uh, even clicked the chest to open them right away as well. Jeez, man. Hungry. Um but I guess go in. Go ahead. So, no, I thought the cutscene was cool. I... Yeah. It seemed pretty epic, man. I mean, it was different. You know, the last uh, P8S, you know, you I had I can't the... appreciate it because I haven't, I haven't, I mean, I, I'm actually, I, I do like the Pandemonium storyline to an extent. Um, it's not mm -hmm. like super enthralling, but I mean, it's, in, it's interesting enough. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen the 9 to 12 story yet. So the, the cutscene, it just doesn't have that effect on me yet. Uh, I mean, I don't, it wasn't really, I don't think, I didn't think of it lore-wise, I mean, sort of, in a way, uh, it was just, overall, it was not what I was expecting after having, you know, the previous one in P8S, uh, it turned into, like, this crazy Resident Evil creature and face-melting stuff, uh, or bleeding out of the eyes, whatever it was, right, and then, uh, we go into this one, and it's like tentacle monster that encapsulates or like encapsulates everything into like a orb, and uh, turns it into Rainbow Island stuff, which is a completely different yeah. atmosphere. But it still felt really epic. 
I still think I definitely prefer the cutscenes where you can actually play your character still, where you can move around. Things mm-hmm. like X-Death cutscene or DSR cutscene, they just feel way more epic. When I can see my character actually like standing there. Like mm-hmm. DSR with like Jordan like in front of you, that's way more epic. It's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, X-Death was kind of interesting because you, you have the wall like breaking around you. Yeah, that's uh, cool. Like I remember I fucking panicked Tinklebead because I didn't know what was, what was happening. <laughs> Um, just to make sure you guys immediately pull after that cutscene too right and yeah 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 of course clock is ticking is there still is there still like a uh a thought that maybe it's not a door boss is there like a microsecond of like hey we have to try to live because if we die maybe we go back to the Uh, beginning so at least in our group as soon as we pulled um door boss for the first time we were like 15 seconds into the very first pull ever of the door boss and elevation elevation goes man this hp sure is going down pretty quick and we just we knew right away yeah if the boss in the face one dies at like zero percent it's pretty obvious it's a door boss mm-hmm. okay i think by the three minute mark it was obvious to yeah. everyone yeah there's no way unless they would just decide to sneak in an ultimate it would be funny if they did the same as like Torden though, like wait if you don't hit the boss before you die, that you just go back to the first phase. Mm-hmm. I mean that's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, there is a chance they'll just take you back to the first phase. I think uh, it's uh I think it's different if there's like an actual cutscene. Yeah, yeah, of course it's different, but Yeah. Cause I just remember Shiva, right? And so I keep just going back to Shiva. Uh but <laughs> they haven't done that again. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess it could have it could have been like a brute justice style boss where the HP literally goes back from zero to one hundred. But Wait, you can tell it's a door boss because the boss is like not attacking you immediately. Right, you have to pull her again. Do so you? It's like Shiva. She's, yeah, you have to pull her. You have to pull the boss again. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm like. Uh, it also, also let you say that limit gauge resets or something. So that too, like the Shiva, you know, uh... it's not a door boss because it's just immediately back into the fight. Like there's no uh, pulling <laughs> yeah, well... again. There's the limit break then a reset. So you can tell when something's the boss. And her HP is still like fifty-eight percent or whatever. Yeah. And it's also the fact that there is a DPS check on the door boss. So you know, on Shiva, for example, you don't have a DPS check before the ad phase or something. So Do you yeah. not? I thought there was a maybe I missed no. Okay. No, the only... like, you wanted the, 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 the ad phase itself was a DPS check, but right. not before. Yeah. before. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There are obvious tells for door bosses, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, going into the second phase, uh, how did you guys feel about that fight just overall? I think I, that was a great oh. second phase. It was fantastic. All the puzzles, all the mechanics. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Very too. fun to do, very fun to solve. Fun. Everything about yeah. it was fun. I can only speak third party because I wasn't actually playing, but my opinion is probably better than P8. Um... Mm-hmm. They they tried some interesting stuff with that boss that they haven't before. Like what? Well, uh, I mean, I think Caloric is... We've had like mechanics similar in the form of like Pyretic or uh, the Queen from um, DRS. Um, but it kind of shows how far client and server relations have come in this game. Because if you tried something like Caloric seven years ago six years ago that mechanic would fucking flop it would not function mm. um like it, 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 like it, 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 
yeah. So th- all that, all the positives said, there are so there is a major issue with the mechanic that I'm sure everybody else. I'm sure you guys are aware of what I'm it. talking about it. Yeah, you, and it's not just our teams that are going through. I'm actually I've actually talked to a lot of teams after Prague, and I was surprised that it's literally everyone. Yeah, uh, everyone's got it at least once. I'm pretty sure. And I, I remember I was, like, I, was, I was watching Zeno's group, um, like doing their Prague yesterday, and they they got to the that mechanic and they were progging through it. And their first like six pulls, the first pull had the bug, the third pull had the bug, the fourth one, the fifth one, like and the sixth one. <laughs> and they, so and every time it happened, two to four people got it every time. <laughs> so it's like, oh, <laughs> I don't know if. I don't know if somebody wants to clarify like what the bug is for chat because well, some people are probably pretty clueless. Before we do that, explain how it should work, and then go into the bug about how it, uh, d- what it is after that. Does anyone feel confident oh. enough to explain that mechanic? Yeah, the boss gives you a certain amount of distance you can travel, mm-hmm. and you have to manage to stack up and spread out using that amount of distance. It's a very strict amount of distance too, and the boss gives you an arena that you can use to like properly move around which is like actually really cool the way they did it mm-hmm. but the bug for some reason some people's stacks never go away it just reapplies those movement stacks so you can't move for like ever and you just die it's, be- it's because um the boss gives you the stacking debuff that shows you how much you can move still and there's a there's like a, a fire mechanic that also gives you stacks and it's supposed to happen right at the end of the mechanic as your debuff is falling off but if the, by the way, our group's been, my group has been talking about this a lot, and we think it's related to server congestion because it seems to happen way more on NA servers than than other servers. But there's this bug where sometimes your debuff will time out milliseconds before the very last mechanic hits you. So instead of ticking you from like three to four stacks and then it falling off at the end, it it's at three stacks. It falls off, and then you get one stack, and you just have a stack of this debuff that stops you from moving for the next mechanic that it's not supposed to be there for. Yeah. It's it's kind of it's kind of an unfortunate uh, miss on their part because if you if you look at limit cut and sorry for calling it limit cut again but if you look at limit cut on the door boss um, the way it's designed uh, is there's actually one second of leeway between um, debuffs fading and the boss's dash damage actually applying um, and the snapshot occurring and that's like an intended design of that mechanic they have they have put a one second gap. Um, that timeline-wise doesn't it doesn't seem like it's there, but it's there to make the mechanic function. Otherwise, you you have a debuff uh, when the next mechanic is hitting you, and the and the mechanic just wouldn't function. For this one, really surprised they didn't give it the same treatment of just adding a static plus one second of leeway to kind of eliminate that problem from occurring. Uh, just a big kind of miss on their part. Yeah, okay. it, the the entire thing could be solved by just making the debuff last literally one second longer, and no other and, change would fix it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised since there's a maintenance Monday that it's fixed by Monday. Oh, it's okay. probably in there. I wouldn't be surprised. So I don't gotta worry but about I, it. Cool. But, uh, not, I feel like that's not the only issue, at least for our group, what we have with the mechanic. Like, the the stacks being shown as the way it is with the movement, instead of like a gauge or something, is really... I don't know, weird design to me. I feel like a lot of the group felt that way. Yes, that, that movement mechanic should have like a gauge on your feet or yes, above your head yeah. that fills up as you walk <laughs> so you know how much you can move. Like, I'll it, say that. that arbitrary distance that you have no idea. Can you walk any further? You have to yeah. stop here. It was very annoying. It was actually not 
that, that was the worst part of the mechanic, I think. I'm a little bit torn on that simply because, like, I mean, yes, I agree that a gauge would be one way of doing it. However, like, the obvious in-your-face showing of, hey, here's a really bright grid on the ground. Here are some really big geometry clues. Um, use them, use them, use them. And I feel like if they add a gauge, it just kind of, like, really waters down that mechanic. I would agree if the second caloric mechanic was first, because if you don't see the second one yet, you don't know the sizes of anything. You don't really, you can't, yeah, like, you yeah, can't, yeah. you don't know the wind doesn't go from corner to corner of each rectangle. The second, the second caloric actually tells you that, but the first time you see it, it's like you have no idea how big these winds are. You have no they idea. They probably big could have handled the first are. one better. I agree. It's yeah, so like more information actually... on sizes and how much you could walk would be uh would have made the first one much better if they don't want to add a gauge. Yeah, the, yeah, second one, first yeah. And, yeah. the first and second just, one being switched actually would have fixed a lot of issues with it. Yeah, it would have been better. Made the fight a lot harder. It would have been much easier to like spread out for the first one too, because when you see the first one the first time, you don't know like the size of the wind. You don't know how much you can walk. But the second the one actually one... tells you that because the red circle actually appears on the ground with the eight stack. You just so now the... that tells you, oh, this is how much you can walk. Obviously, it's it's a diagonal of a rectangle. The first one, or the second one also does like a lot better job of just teaching you how the debuffs work in general, because you, you get the sizes of the AoEs at the start, and also whoever starts the, with the puddles under the feet will obviously start running away from them, and you'll be able to immediately see, hey, this guy's stacks is going up when he's running away, right? Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, was that the most interesting part of the fight overall? I mean, uh, just figuring out the caloric... Uh... Uh, I mean, no, probably most frustrating. <laughs> Just frustrating. Okay. Uh, okay. Was the D and D dice better? You mean that the was shapes? cool. The shapes cool. Yeah, I, that mechanic uh, was. The first one was very cool. The second one, I thought we were fucked when I when we first saw the second <laughs> one where they swapped positions. <laughs> I was immediately like, "This is fucked. We're not. We're not getting through this impossible." <laughs> I feel like I feel like shapes would have farmed my boomerize. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we were despairing really hard about it, and we argued about it for like maybe an hour. That's like the one we can't even argue about. Yeah, we yeah. argued about it a little bit, and then it, you know, it was and, so and funny. Then we talked we about it like, thirty minutes, slash argued about it, and then we we fucked and it up then... only one time total. It was like we fucked it up one time, never fucked it up again. We spent so long arguing about it, everyone like visualized it ten times over, and then we went in and just did it perfectly almost every time. It was it was sick. Hmm. Was that the same for you guys over in Aether Group 3? Uh, no, it was more yeah. of the other way around. We barely argued about it at all. We just all decided to, yeah, just use your eyes and do it in your head. <laughs> but then we died to it a lot. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, okay, so the other mechanic that stood out a lot was the, the uh, miniaturized or zoom out mechanic. How'd you guys feel about that when you saw that? Funny. Immediately thought of very funny. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very funny. Okay. Very innovative too. It's really cool. I really like that. Even though that mechanic is kind of like not actually like, really much of anything happening, it's I still really like it a lot just because it's really cool. Mm -hmm. It would be cool to see I the really want cool. someone to ask Yoshi P if they made that mechanic after the whole top nah. thing or if they already had an idea. I really want someone to ask him and he was still us. It's too short of a time frame. They, you, nah. you, you, I don't know. I think. I think nah, it's I, a little I think bit spicy. A coincidence? I don't know. Man. I think it's too short of a time frame. I think, way too likely. I think they got a sense of humor over there. And that's if, what you're, 
if you're talking about like a whole boss in a formal time frame, yeah, definitely not. But if you're talking about just one mechanic in a mm. formal time frame, I think you could get that in there. Probably, but I feel like they already had something similar like that yeah. planned. Yeah, they probably just adjusted something they already had. I would, I would think. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, again, it's not like a zoom out. It's actually just. It's just you become tiny. Yeah. Uh, you should get bigger. Oh, that's the next one. You become giant. All become like giant rows. <laughs> uh, wait a minute. What? The next time? Oh, so they do it next time. Tiny, they make it everyone big, so like you can't see your hitbox. So you just get hit by everything. That'd be great. I mean, they already do that to bosses sometimes, right? They make them too big that you can't see mechanics around them. Uh, so, uh, man, I don't know. I I saw it. Uh, it it looks really cool. Uh, it does really look cool. Uh, the way that they did it when you see the mechanics actually executing. But uh, it is kind of a. Uh, I, I, I don't know. I definitely feel like it was. They saw that and they're like, we could make something cool in a fight that looks kind of like that. I do think it was based off that. I don't think there's any way that they could have like. Well, they could have done it on their own, but I don't think they did do it on their own. They got the idea and said, "Hey, hey, how can we put this in a fight? Because it would look cool." I, I think at best they might have adjusted something that they already had. Right, because four months isn't isn't very long in like a in a large development yeah. setting, mm-hmm. especially when they're already developing shit like a year beforehand and stuff for like expansions and stuff. Yeah, everything has to be written out and planned like very carefully. It's really impressive. I was, I was gonna say, do you uh, do you dare to ask that next time, Frosty? If he planned that, <laughs> I, he what I might say, <laughs> what what might be the better ask. And uh, if Yoshida's listening to this now, I'll, I'll, this is the way I guess I can phrase it, is when you... Uh, oh God, I'm never going to be invited to anything ever again. Uh, <laughs> I mean. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, the way that uh, you would phrase it is, where did you get the idea for it? That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Then he gives you a look. <laughs> he just glances at you. <laughs> yeah, that could be it. Because uh, at the same time, you know, it was a it was a sad scenario. I know Yoshida was upset about it. Everyone was upset about it and everything. It's just, it's so on the nose that there is no way people can't think about that, right? There, it's just too on the nose for there not to be a correlation there. Uh, at the very minimum, they had to push it out the door knowing what it looked like, even if it was already like that, right? Like, yeah. That, that had to be minimum. Yeah. Uh, without a doubt. And so I am curious just on the thoughts of that and uh if i'm sure there's a good answer out there somewhere and uh we'll see if we ever know i i I don't know uh again like for me like i'd feel bad like if it was something that would be worrisome to ask i wouldn't want to ask just because uh i do have a lot of respect for all of them over there and their team but at the same time uh I feel like this is an obvious thing. Like he would be expected to. Someone's going to ask him that. I don't think that he, there's any Just way to get for the, Yeah. Wait for the Q and A panel at Fanfest. Uh, they're, they're, uh. I can't imagine them ever having to do that. Man, who knows if they even let like certain media back in? Uh, I, don't they screen those online now? Uh, yeah, they, they screen them. Well, the questions. They screen the ones for the, like if they're going. I, well, I don't know. I, I don't. I have to be honest with you. I don't want to speak like I know exactly what they're going to do for this Fanfest or anything. Uh, but I know it's still open Q&A for, like, media uh, that are coming in. And then when they have a, a special uh, segment for them that ask questions. Um, and that's where we got the ERP question from previously. 
So, and the, oh. the, flower, the flowers and all that, and the fruit. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember that one. The other one just, like, stood out so much to me. Um, yeah, we'll I, see. Uh, I was going to say, I remember in the, back in 011, people were curious how the big fists targeted players, because there was, like, no real, like, way to tell which people would get targeted. Mm-hmm. And somebody asked that at a Q&A panel, and they were just like, oh, yeah, it's bugged. We don't actually know how it works. But it oh, works. yeah. Did I actually say that? I know, yeah, I said it was a bug. Yeah, it was a bug. 11. Yeah. yeah. They, like, they it just worked shit. out, so we're going to fix That's it. That's hilarious. Yeah, I think I remember them saying that. Too. I was kind of, I was more impressed that they knew exactly what people were talking about, and they knew ex- right away that it was a bug. They're pretty involved, I think, with the fight design in general. Uh, even Yoshida himself, right? I, d- I don't know if he's like, you know clearing it and playtesting it 100%, but I do feel like he experiences the fights on some level and gives green lights for it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, we, we definitely know that's true because uh, there was a big interview around Alpha Escape 011. Remember, there's an interview where, Yoshi, where Yoshida said that was the first time he ever had to go to the to battle design team and tell them to get rid of the entire boss and do it over again because it wasn't good enough. Mm. Yeah. There's gonna be like three. It was gonna be like two level checker phases, and he's like, "What is this? This is an Omega." And so they just he made them only do like one phase, and most of the fight was like made to be towards Omega. That's for O11. It's pretty cool. He yeah. definitely plays. Yeah, and so I'm pretty sure everything that's in this tier. I mean, even with Final Fantasy 16 and everything coming up, I'm pretty sure he has at least touched these fights and has seen them. So yeah, for uh, sure. Uh, but that being said, is there anything else on just uh, P12S you guys wanted to hit on? Uh, yeah, the towers with the numbers. Yeah, yeah the numbers. The, the debuff that reads like a Yu-Gi-Oh card. <laughs> yeah, 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 the long, like someone put that whole text on a Yu-Gi-Oh card, it's like, yeah. that was a whole paragraph long. Yeah. How'd you guys feel? So, let's talk about it. <laughs> well, so we came up with like two ones the first hour pretty fast, after like the second or third time we saw it. Mm-hmm. I noticed in Eat the Group's three video they put twos and zeros in the first hour, so I did want to ask them, who gets the one debuff when you combine a two and zero? Is zero, it always a two guy? It's always a two guy. Zero guy never gains anything. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, so the, the wording on that thing was so weird to me because it was wrong. We figured out really quick. I'm like, wait, this is incorrect. The wording <laughs> is not correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because technically, when you combine a two and zero, both should get one, but they probably hard coded zeros can never gain a stack. It was, a, yeah, it was a very it's, interesting it's, uh, way it's worded. Two plus zero is like a big out, like a, like an outlier of how the mechanic is actually supposed to function. Because, like I said, like they said, two plus zero should equals one plus one. But the mechanic is is hard coded to never give a zero a number, no matter what, which seems weird. To I me, think they overlooked us. that. Honestly, yeah, I, because, I would because of the slimes, right? You couldn't. The sort of a slime wouldn't work. No, yeah, but then you so, would just say that they did it incorrect, right? The, the mechanic was outside. Right, right? I guess. The, the reason that it's weird is because the mechanic still works, even if you don't have that in there, right? You can still solve the mechanic perfectly fine by doing two plus one in the first tower, and, and it literally works completely fine. So it's like kind of right. weird that there's an exception that doesn't actually need to be there for anything to work. I'm actually curious how the uh, the other languages how it reads, like GP and stuff, and like German and stuff. How it the the deep of reads on that? I mean, I'm sure it's up somewhere. It has to be. If we Google hard yeah, enough, I just don't know. <laughs> I, I just remember MT saying that it wasn't as complicated in the Japanese version, which is normally the case. Yeah, Koji likes to have fun. 
with his uh, translations. A little too much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Escape. Escape. <laughs> yeah. And speak on the, the that mechanic too at the end with the slimes. I really liked how we came up with the 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 rescue strat. I loved like using oh, rescue nice. mechanics. That was uh, no downtime. Just just rescue the guy over. It was a uh, wasn't mm. very uh, nice use of rescue. I, I I hope they use rescue more. Like you know, give give more mechanics rescue. Like where you can optimize uses. with rescue? Yeah, with rescue. Or maybe even have a mechanic require rescue. I don't know about I require. That is so far off my bar. Well, we have to, we have to arm strength in DSR, right? So why not? Yeah, yeah, like, I think it would be cool if they made a mechanic that required rescue. No one would actually think of that solution as a thing, right? Because they never require rescue. It's just like... That mm -hmm. would might... be really cool. Just having a that mechanic. That would require that healers. Might be scared. They might be scared oh, yeah, of making exactly. it required because in case they ever decide to get rid of it in the future, right? Don't get rid of it. Just add they more just change stuff the like mechanic. They should never get rid of rescue, they right? They never. Don't, yeah. please, don't get but rid they of rescue. could, right? They, they might. could. I mean, they could get rid of a lot of stuff, but... They uh, can get rid of Asuna, but... Yeah, they, I don't know. They can get rid of Asuna. <laughs> did you guys, did you guys not use... Like no, nothing. Did you guys use Asuna? Yeah, yeah, we Asuna it every it's, time. It's yeah. really annoying because you gotta hold your GCD, it's, otherwise the really, tank dies. Yeah. It's really one time timing, I didn't hold my GCD, actually. the tank died. It was like, okay, never again, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening again. Let Bagel fall over, like, okay, never again, I'm just gonna hold it. Alright, I'm gonna <laughs> show my ignorance real quick. Doesn't Warden's whatever, or... Uh, the hey, yeah, yeah. Oh, we, we use that as well. That's okay. why we said they. That's why they took a bot. That's why we said they guys swapped to a bot. It's like they, the healer was like, "I'm not assuming like fuck you guys." <laughs> yeah. Oh. Maybe didn't have to assume it because we had Chayo on Bard. Nice, nice. He uh, also holds GCD, which is also bad. Yeah, sometimes. So one time, one time, I didn't want to clip my GCD, so I wanted to do it after my GCD, and it was already too late. So from that oh, right, point you onward, pre, you can pre-use it, right? Because it just, it just no, 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 yeah, you can, can be, yeah, it keeps uh, reapplying the stack. So if I pre-use it, when it like my yeah, will just get removed after the first stack already, and then he yeah. he'll just end up with free. So I have to time it correctly to. Hmm. That's annoying. Okay. Oy. All right, what else we got on uh, P12? Well, back to the slimes. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed how that debuff was so overloaded. Didn't even mention yeah. it's on slimes. We just couldn't fit it in there. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It literally didn't say anything about that at all anywhere. Right. It just so pop up and we're like, what the fuck are those? <laughs> you, just, you just look over like, we took a dump in the tower. What happened? <laughs> That's kind of weird. We yeah. saw the slimes. I'm just like, we're just like, ignore the slimes. Whatever they do, we'll we'll figure it out. But just do the towers correctly. Who cares about the slimes? Yeah, yeah that worked out. <laughs> did you, and I like uh, how they thought of uh, tanks. You can't invul in the slime yeah. tethers. Like, originally, when we saw that, we're like, just tank invul. Who cares, right? Like, just invul. Yeah. They actually yeah. thought of that. Like, no, you're not allowed to cheese that mech. But I guess I, rescue I is every... kind of cheesing. I don't know if that that would be considered a cheese. I see every group try to tank him one, so I could say like, oh, just tank him one, and then I was like, oh no, and then the next pool they just die. <laughs> With the slimes? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. uh, we, we our Kana had Bolide, and if he didn't have Corundamon, he would have instantly died. He was lucky <laughs> enough, he was lucky enough to be a zero, and the Corundamon brought him up to livable HP when the slimes all jumped on him. Oh yeah, we didn't, use, we didn't use Hallowed for that, so our group, my, my group might not know, but the the slimes even if you do it correctly it still pierces invuln so if a gunbreaker use, runs over there and uses super bolide for the tank buster and he goes to one and the slime hits him it just kills him yeah 
Worms yeah. in that moment. <laughs> oh man. Oh yeah, yeah. Worms in that. Are you? Do you like those kind of mechanics being in there, where you can't just cheese through it, like for the tank and bones? Like, do you guys think that's a good thing for them to start like forcing it, where you can't use it to just yeah. completely break mechanics? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. there's, there's too like... many mechanics where you can already cheese it. So, I feel yeah. like they already kind of do that with like most mechanics. If there's something with a failure state, it goes through in Vaughn like ninety percent of the time. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen the doorbell strat that a lot of groups are using these days. Even the JP groups I saw using it. It's like the two tanks just invuln the, the the ads at the start. The four beams. The tanks just invuln and just stand still and just eat all the eight beams. And the group just AFKs in the back or in the front. It's like you don't have everyone having to move and split out. You just have the tanks invuln and eat all of them. Hmm. That's that's probably gonna be a thing a lot of groups do. Oh yeah, I hope that all these stupid ways are figured out before I get there. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't like them. So like, I like when they made twice come ruin, thrice come ruin. That was the best decision, and they should use it more because I hate cheesing. The, I I will say, like watching this entire tier, like it was a little bit of despair thinking about how this stuff was going to turn out to like casual players and like party finder and everything else because it just looks like overload. Uh, but I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. They'll, find, they'll find a way. They always find, find a way. Yeah. yeah, I think it's more more proc heavy than like farm. Like it shouldn't be too bad in farm and like strats are like ironed out. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Um. But okay. Uh. Do you guys? So in the end, this was a pretty good tier. I guess for all both of you guys agree that this was a really good tier to end off on, uh, especially with what we were dealing with with the last couple. Um. Or well, what you guys were doing with I I didn't really mind the the previous tier at all, but that's because I was pretty casual with rating for quite a while. But um, going into like what we see next, would you want them to carry this kind of fight design philosophy uh, into the next expansion, or is, uh, are there I any adjustments? So, yeah, for Savage, I hope so. This is how they go with it. Maybe make a deep check a little harder, but keep it up with these puzzle mechanics, which is I think Final Fantasy is really good at. Mm. Even like Echo was talking about it, I was watching Roger's stream. He was like, "Final Fantasy does these like puzzle mechanics with eight player players really well, and that makes the game very fun." Versus like WoW, where you don't really have those puzzle mechanics. It's just like you send one or two people to do a mechanic while the rest of the team is just attacking the boss. Mm. When and, it, when... uh, it's something very unique to Final Fantasy, and I just hope they keep this kind of stuff up. And it's very fun to prog. I hate playing Final Fantasy in between because it's very boring to reprog or reclear over and over again. But the first time you lose the mechanics, it's, it's mm -hmm. a really fun experience. What Final Fantasy does well, when it's at its strongest, is when fights are incorporating all eight players. They've been pretty good about that in recent years. It was a learning curve for them. Um, probably started hitting their stride with that in, I'd say, early Shadowbringers. Maybe maybe end of Stormblood. But um, it's a big difference like when it comes to Final Fantasy between like other games like WoW, where, uh, again, I was also hearing Roger talk about this. Um, you can't have boss mechanics that just incorporate all 25 players or all 20 players in a mythic raid um, versus in Final Fantasy you can. Uh, it's the, when the game is at its strongest, they need to continue to capitalize on that. Um, just please stop doing door bosses. Yeah. <laughs> just make a fifth fight or just bosses. stop five doing bosses, it. Let's go. Yeah. And, and don't, don't don't make the last boss fifteen minutes because there's no door boss. Uh, eight eight minutes is fine. Like it's a little short. Eight minutes is too short. Eight minutes is way too short. Twelve to thirteen. 
It's yeah. a nice one. I, yeah. Twelve, thirteen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't. Eight minute boss. Jesus Christ. I mean, the first boss is what? How long? Like, I, I'm, I'm the kind of person that I would rather, like, I would take a, a twelve minute boss and just literally shrink the mechanics down to eight minutes and keep them the same but just faster. That's how I prefer it. Same. I don't like when the boss is thirteen minutes long because it has to spend two and a half minutes auto attacking. All these Look. Shiva lovers, I bet they didn't PF much because Look, that I was miserable. I thought, I thought Shiva was really bad about that. It I've was never like PF'd one mechanic every sixty seconds. <laughs> like eleven minutes deep into Shiva and wipe the dragon song, be my guest or Islet. You you mean die die to people not pressing the arms length on time and just falling off? <laughs> that was the most what was the in Shiva? I forget the exact mechanic. I think that's what you guys talked about, right? Where you the tanks use their anti knockback or whatever. Uh, and they all have to like hit it at the exact time to cover both yeah, of everyone them. Had to, everyone had to hit it. Everyone had to hit it. But it's like a half, half a second. Yeah. yeah, it was like was very short. Yeah, just PF just shooting itself in their own foot. That, yeah, that, should, they that, that should have never been the pug strat, and it just caused so much more problems than it actually solved. Yeah, I mean the same thing with light rampant. That should have never been the pug strat. Good old Ilya strat. That should have never been the pug one. I don't remember the other one's <laughs> name, but that really one was bad. way better. That one was more uptime, right? But it was much tighter. I, I swear, totally Ilya was the more free one. Yeah, I think Ilya was pretty easy, just you lost uptime. If you mm -hmm. had got the orbs. So, yeah. I think for a PF so it's fine. I don't it was really fine, PF, I did. Yeah. The PF shots should always be the easiest one, not like the most uptime one. Yeah. Uptime gets solved by gear. Speaking of which, I mean, when everybody's fully geared, how many mechanics are going to be skipped on these fights? <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you skip the whole last part. Yeah, you'll just, you'll just yeah, die yeah, yeah, you, two, yeah, you just get the whole last part, yeah. You know, you don't see the miniature part again at all. Yeah. 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 The, this is the, the big thing, problem. Yeah, go ahead, I'll say after. Uh, the thing I feel about this topic is that I think the people who are skipping entire mechanics at the end, when they're in BIS, are also probably the same people that are good enough that they could just do them anyway, right? Not necessarily. It's like a difference between speedrunners and proggers well, very often in this game, right? I mean, for this fight, like, the in the context mechanic is of, like, very simple. I'm talking about yeah, in the I mean, context yeah. of like Party Finder. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So the, yeah. Take, the take to probably have... Uh, I, think I, sh I think I now have come around to Zep's side, because I was talking to him about this the other day. Um... He's that this game kind of should play to its strengths, and farm is not this game's strength. It just hasn't been. It's very rare that someone loves farm outside of like, uh, you know, speed writing for like an agenda. Um, this game is all about prog. It has been for the entire existence of it. Uh, and when they tune the bosses so that they're more fun during prog, at the expense of being less fun during farm, I guess whatever. Uh, kind of like playing to what Narlock said a little bit. People who are skipping that stuff later on, they're probably the same people who already got to have fun with it in Prague. Also, um, there is quite a bit of an overlap there, so it's okay, yeah. I guess. Like, it's not a perfect scenario at all because it does fuck farm really bad. But farm sucks anyway. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, when, when it's when it's a fight like this, it's not that bad. But like, for example, like eight twelve, it was a lot worse, right? Because you skipped like the whole hot mechanic. Yep. But when it's like this, it's like there's nothing really going on at the end. Like there's nothing interesting. Yeah. 
Which, yeah, like, I think um, they realized that. But yeah, go ahead. At the, at the end of 11, you probably you might skip Letter of the Law in Abyss. But it's also, mm. like I yeah. said, only if you're already really good. So. Mm. Okay. There's you might a... skip the, the big damage in 10. So you don't have to deal that. The har harrowing hello, whatever it's called. Hmm. Maybe. That's at like. I think that was at like 40. It's a bit early, right? Yeah, it's a bit early. Six and a half or something. It's a bit early. I remember only thinking about that at 11 because the letter of the law happens at like 15%, which I think, if you're like really pumping, is pretty doable in this. Mm. Okay. Well. Is there anything about the fight you guys want to jump into before we go on to uh, the other topic, which I had kind of focusing on just the race in general? I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I think we covered most of it. Nothing that hasn't already been said, I think. Cool. Uh, so first question, uh, Aether, Aether Group 3, actually. Uh, since you uh, stole Bagel, do you feel like that was a good choice for your team? <laughs> What a fucking weird, what a weird question. Are you accusing us of something? What a fucking weird question, Jesse. Yeah, I know, right? Answer the question. Yeah. Why don't Was you have to answer the question as well? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I mean, answer, answering, the, answering that in a non-meme way, um... I mean, I think he was he was a good addition to the team. Like, obviously, yeah. he was my my replacement. Um, I can't afford the time to play. Um, I think probably just looking at it on paper, like anybody who's played with me knows knows uh, that like there are better button pressers out there than me, and I I would probably classify Bagel as probably being one of those people. Even um, just I have I I haven't interacted with him a ton, but just a little bit I know about him. Um, and like the strengths that I bring to a team are. Mm, a bit more like administrative and just kind of as like a traffic controller like those that's my biggest strengths i would say mm -hmm. and ag3 has a lot of that like just in inherently built in between like people like ara people like chayo people like libby like there there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen already so like me stepping down for somebody who is like a better button presser i mean i thought that that was just a positive um so yeah i mean i would call i would call that good so your replacement was and, good. And, and, and fuck you for trying to fish for something otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> was you guys stealing from Kindred? Was it? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. He was from Kindred, yeah. yeah. He, was, he was Kindred. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah, yeah. I just Frosty remember that. Bagel's very good. Ba yeah, he, he's a good player. I, I just remember talking to him before. Uh... I don't think you guys saw him. No, Frosty took like Frosty took like one Twitter comment, and he's just like running with it to try to stir up fucking. Drama. Is there is there a Twitter comment about it somewhere? No, I'm just I'm just insinuating. No. I have no idea. I have no idea why you would ask that question. That's, that's <laughs> I, just want, I just want to ask something stupid, uh, and I achieved it. So, all right. Now you really leave me speechless, Frosty. That was you took me there. This is gonna be like. How did you guys feel like we're dropping an echo player from your roster to us? Like losing. I mean, swag that was my next question. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, no. how I though Bagel was with us in the very first year uh, in Endwalker, like in Esoteros. So basically, we didn't poach him; he just got came back to his roots. That's all that okay. happened. Okay. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, this this race overall, again, out of the memory, of course, a little bit. Uh, this race overall, um, was pretty interesting. You know, we're coming out of like a uh, a weird 
situation with the community and everything from the previous race and top. Um, and I know, like, uh, on Neverland's side, you guys are really hardcore about getting the VODs and everything else and just, like, just doing that part. Um, do you feel like... Uh, I, I don't know. What, what made you run to that situation? Do you care what the community kind of thinks about your group at all? Some of us do, some of us don't. But it is it yeah. is really annoying hearing all uh, these dumb accusations over and over again. You know, it's like at some point it's gonna get to you. You know, if you're if you're reading the Reddit or something, someone's like, "Oh, look at this cheater land," you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's like it it does get to you a little bit. It's really annoying. So I feel like at this point there's no pleasing. I feel like like yeah, you that, try as much. At this point, the only thing we can do is stream, and then even then, I feel like it won't please enough people. So it's like, why yeah, even care? I mean, you because... guys have our streams. Like, our streams are out there. Like, we didn't go back and edit our live streams, yeah. right? I mean, you I can could, see I it. So we streamed three days ago. <laughs> you can't go back and edit something you streamed three days ago. And mm -hmm. you have all... And people are still, like, you know, out there saying stuff. So, I'm at this point, after this, I don't care anymore. It's not going to bother me anymore. Whatever people want to say they can. It's, but it's like... I, it's. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I think, for me, it's, like, it's less about validation of people because like like they said it's n nothing is ever enough for some people right like mm -hmm. they, they, what they'll say is if you don't have vods oh they cheated oh you do have vods oh like they you can hide your plugins so the vod doesn't matter right oh they mm. stream the whole live stream so you can hear all the strats being worked out well it wasn't everyone's live stream so it doesn't count right or, mm -hmm. or whatever right like it's there's always something it's right. a very vocal it's, minority. They're very vocal lately. Um, it's it, it stems from a lot of entitlement. Um, it's one of those situations where it's just going to be their, their, them choosing to live in their own ignorance is really only to the detriment of them. So, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's all you can really say about it. I don't think Perfect. that groups should choose to stream based off of like how the community perceives them. They should stream if they want to. And yeah. I don't think any of these groups owe anyone anything. You're right. And for anyone yeah, for absolutely. anyone to think for anyone to think otherwise is so entitled. Amen, man. Yeah. Uh, amen. Yeah. Now that being it's... said, they are all pussies for not streaming. <laughs> true. True. Actually, I agree. True. Not wrong. I mean, true. Not wrong, but I guess. But you know, we want to win. We're not getting a prize, right? I guess if you did stream, you would get a prize. But uh... I mean, I think it's also the issue of like some people in the group don't want to be on stream, so mm -hmm. yeah, it, it's the issue of, like having to rep people. Yeah. In in the end, you have to do what you feel is right and and makes you feel like you did the right thing, right? That's that's all it really is. Some people don't, you know, for some some people don't want don't care about validation and, yeah. and don't care if anyone. What anyone thinks, so like you know, why would they stream? They don't care. Like they're doing it because they think progging is fun, not for your approval, um, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. I think what we did now yeah. with like uploading all our full prog is a good first step, I guess. You know, it's it's actually very fun looking listening to people figure out mechanics. Cause that's very fun to watch Echo. Like I'm watching Echo right now. Every time they stream, figure out mechanics, it's very enjoyable. And mm -hmm. like people don't really get a glimpse of that at like a world first team ever, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So like, yeah, it's. I think a good first step is at least up uploading your full prog, and people can like see it, yeah, and see what's going on in the what's actually happening behind the non-stream groups, you know. Yeah, as long as the team like agrees to do that and everything else, I mean, for uh, my perspective on that too, 
uh, it does help in some way, right? It's not, it, people are, there's always going to be that person that's like, I'm never going to be happy because I just, I'm bitter and I hate that you're getting a cute mount that I can't have, right? Wow. Uh, so, like, that that's always going to be there, and they're going to try to degrade other people. I mean, that's not just with raiding and world racing. That's literally everything, streaming, whatever it could be, something where someone's succeeding, uh, and they have something to uh, bite onto that makes them feel valid uh, for being upset. So I, I, I do want to I want to say that streaming is like hype as hell for for everyone else, and I I don't think it's like a bad opinion to want everyone to be streaming, right? Like, like, you know, it's, it's a good time. Like, I don't think that's a, like, that's a invalid opinion or anything. And it's not like people mm -hmm. don't have a point with most of these things. It's just when people are like toxic about it, that it kind of starts to get on people's nerves. Yeah. Like there are right. a lot of the re the thing that makes this discussion difficult is that there are a lot of valid viewpoints in it. Right. But well, some, and some people tag on to those viewpoints to like, take it a step farther than is reasonable and to be like aggressive about it you know that's that's what makes the conversation difficult i think yeah the entitlement this the issue yeah uh because people are just go ahead you know people just like to hate it's also yeah. a big part of it and like and i kind of like se kind of like kind of like they really do anything power. yeah yeah exactly it, they got like, galvanized and like it's they get feel vindicated when they see like getting banned and you know like teams getting disqualified and stuff and i feel like that makes them right so yeah and, and that, that was one of the biggest things that like really irritated me during uh i love by the way the race went great everything i think on the side of things that we're doing here went great uh i was happy with all you know teams doing what they do offline teams that are not doing offline uh that are streaming and everything else everybody i, I think it went pretty well but you do still have this like group of like people who come in and say oh these people should be disqualified disqualified for, from fucking what fighting the boss <laughs> like i have literally no control over what teams do they're not winning anything anyways so it's like i'm just saying this team is cleared at this time right uh yeah. and so it is really irritating that people try to like do everything they can to crush these teams that are not streaming uh, for absolutely no reason because even if like it wasn't something that I tracked there's other places this stuff gets tracked it doesn't matter <laughs> right uh, there's lots of other places and that information's out there uh, my whole goal is just to try to track everything that has no reason not to be considered legitimate in the world race scene uh, and it's it's kind of frustrating uh, that people think the world race is anything more than teams just trying to fight it as fast as they can, get clears, and then see if possibly they were the first team to clear it. Uh, there is not an organized official thing. This has never been that. It's just been me tracking stuff on a spreadsheet, right, and turning it into a stream at some point. And I'm not going to disqualify uh, people for playing the way they want to. Uh, it does. I mean, it makes the race even unique in a way. I don't. Whether it went every team streamed or like half the teams didn't stream, it wouldn't really change how exciting and interesting the race is to me because it does add a whole other aspect of uh, mystery of what's going on, right? And what's happening behind the scenes and everything. And then having all that stuff come to light when the stream teams get there is just as, you know, as exciting uh, to me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that's my initial thoughts there. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I want to say one more thing on the topic of streaming. Yeah. Like, yeah. so. A lot of people compare WoW WoW streams 
these guys are winning and they're streaming, right? But like, <laughs> I think the like we talk about the design philosophy of Final Fantasy yeah. versus like WoW. Final Fantasy is puzzles. You can't if you stream what Final Fantasy mechanics are, you're giving away a lot of information. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of times when you're doing a mechanic of Final Fantasy, board, you want to pull it, you want to see it twice, so you can like you know compare patterns, find patterns between two pulls. But if like people are streaming, every every group is streaming, you don't have you don't have that like you know you don't have to do that anymore. You get the patterns from streams. You can just sit back and watch other people pull and be like, okay, now we have a pattern. Now we can figure it out ourselves. So mm-hmm. like streaming puzzles is a lot more different than streaming just like execution stuff. Yeah. Basically, what if happens... you like have your world race, sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, you can finish. I was gonna say, uh, it's like if imagine if there's a race to like the first person completing a portal map. You know, like you can't stream two people doing the same puzzle because then one guy can just look at the other guy and then maybe this guy has a stronger understanding of a later puzzle on the map and he'll win now, but he wasn't really good at the start. So like streaming puzzles kind of sucks, I think, and it's just not very uh, doable. Well, basically, the first, the first. Mm-hmm. Let me get this thought out real quick before yeah, I forget. Yeah. The the first tier where a the entire uh, group of top teams uh, commit to streaming um, is going to be a gigantic shift in how Prague is uh, Prague is basically handles. And what's going to happen is you're no longer going to have necessarily the smartest team winning. You're going to have the team who's the most consistent team winning. It's going to be the teams who make the least amount of mistakes. That's the that is the only thing that is going to differentiate a a top tier team from a not top tier team is who mm-hmm. who is uh, most consistent. And that is a good metric, and it's a good skill set, and it's a completely fine thing to measure talent by. However, it will remove one piece of the talent right now, which is having a big brain. Um, mm-hmm. So that is one thing you sacrifice. However. For the people who just want to flex their consistency or, or their damage or something more kind of less cerebral, um, a streaming environment is going to favor them a lot. Mm-hmm. And the the moment that it shifts, it probably won't shift back, and it'll just be it'll be a big sh- it'll be a big change for for the game. I don't necessarily think that one is worse than the other, but it will be very different. Right. I I mean. We'll have to see. There has to be a lot of money that goes behind the scenes to make that kind of stuff happen, I think. I mean, comparing the Final Fantasy World Race to the WoW Race is very difficult as well, because they are absolutely different beasts in general. Uh, yeah, well, that's also the issue, right? Like, you're not going to get that money before you stream. You have to show viewership and stuff for actually people to be like, okay, we'll give you money to stream this. Here's yeah. my take uh, on this whole issue. Um, this has been a conversation that, Frosty, I've been on your show for how many years now? Oh god, how long have you been fucking yeah. racing? I don't know, dude. Like seven or eight. Yeah. A long time. How 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 many how many years has this conversation been brought up, Frosty? Uh every <laughs> single <day>. one. <laughs> we we are still playing a what if game mm-hmm. seven, eight years later. Yeah. I am so tired of this what if. I I very much was on the pro streaming side this tier, as my team very much knows. Uh and I'm not going to knock decisions that were made because at the end of the day, I do think people should do what they're comfortable with. Um, I think that this would have been the best period of any to finally test the waters just to see how it goes. Because Savage Race is come and go. We've had, we, we get three every expansion. 
it's not like there's not going to be another one. If this crashes and burns, whatever. Like, you drop it, you know for next time. But now we have to play another, another dreadful, grueling 10, 11, 12 months of what-ifs. And I'm so tired of it. What was well, I think it's like the next one is also like a very good one to do it. I would think it is a okay, day one. Maybe the first yeah. tier will be the best one. It's right yeah. as the expansion yeah. is right. It's like the, the, the first the tier. No, the first tier is when you want it to go well. You want to test the mm. waters before the actual mm. really. No good one's going to go to sleep. I, I disagree. Okay, right? I like imagine. I mean, we did this now, and then it would yeah. have gone bad. And this bad aftertaste that would have lasted in our months for a year until the next savage. And yeah, if you do it the I next one, you have this ultimate like three months later, yeah, most likely. Exactly. I think it's only so a matter. Like, if you want to with the shit, just do the ultimate and do it without streaming because the other one, because the savage went to shit. Hmm. I think it's a matter of time. I think next expansion, it's gonna happen. We'll oh see. boy, here we go. So? Wait, wait, wait. Okay. This is something I mentioned to my team earlier today, but. I have a proposition, you know, like we'll stream Criterion when it comes out in two months. And if we see thousands of people watching us and people are actually interested in watching us do Criterion, even it's, it's half a day, right? It's not that long. Then I'm not going to say the number, but there's a certain number. If you reach that many viewers, I promise you we will stream the very first Savage. On the One, the thing is, high for a Criterion dungeon, I'm not going to lie. Show us there's interest. It doesn't matter. Just show us the interest. Yeah, you know? like, some interest. Actually interest. There will be one stream from your team that will hit high numbers. That's enough. I promise right now, if we hit high numbers on any one stream, we will stream the next Savage. I guarantee you, no matter what, any what other team is doing. no matter what, you guys would hit high numbers if you, say, put Netherland in the, the title and you're ahead on the mechanics. You would hit high numbers. You Like this tier, you would hit probably around 10k. Uh, without a doubt. I don't know if that if that's considered high to you or not. Uh, if we get 10k on Criterion, then I will stream. You'll get two to three k, two to three k maybe. Yeah, you get like maybe above 1k, so I'm guessing. Yeah, because uh, the thing is, it's one of those races where uh, it's cleared a lot of times before people wake up. Uh, so it's hard. Uh, we don't know. There's what also it's Blue Mage play. after that, so you know. Criterion it's at the same Blue time, Mage, isn't Blue Mage it? World first. Yeah, it's the same time. So we'll do Criterion, then we'll World First Blue Mage. You know. Okay. So <laughs> maybe that's what <laughs> I should make the the what race event be. Blue Mage. Like, like I should... Criterion and Blue Mage. <laughs> collect all the spells. Yeah. What, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. First blue group to beat the Eden Raid or whatever it is. I don't know. Um, all right. So, uh, in general, you know, uh, I think the way that you guys handle it with the VODs was pretty good. And I think that I, I do honestly think that does ease the tensions a lot. People, the people who are going to be like assholes. About it's it for sure the assholes. best middle ground. It's, yeah. the, it's the best middle ground. Yeah, it is. So I was, I was actually been thinking about this, uh, this like whole week is uh, I've been thinking about how having a whole 30 hours of VOD from the first place team is going to do for like, you know, a lot of other progging teams. That's a lot of stuff they can look at and, like, develop new strats on. Like, I actually think just because there's an entire uh, VOD of the World First team out there on the entire prog, I, th I actually think teams are going to be better next year because of it. Like, I actually think it's a big deal. Possible. If they spend time to look at yeah. it. Yeah, like, like I'm, not, I'm, I'm not talking about, like, most people. Like, 99.9% of people don't give a shit, right? Like, I'm talking yeah. about just, like, people who are actually, like, racing 
you know? Yeah, the the more, like the stream with him or something. It's gonna like, level up the like the people like outside that initial echelon, like that that like that like fourth through seventh yeah. area. Like yeah. it's gonna level those teams up. For yeah. sure, that's what I'm thinking. Like I actually think there's there are, are going to be some teams that that just having that out there will help immensely. Like not a lot probably, but there there will be some I think. Yeah, uh, I do want to ask you about the timing of the video release. Uh, and what your thoughts are about releasing the VODs. Zep is, Zep is toxic, that's all. What? Oh, oh, okay. toxic? What, you, what is even like, the issue? I don't get it. I'm gonna post it, I'm gonna oh, post it because I'm tired. I wanna go to bed. Oh, I already oh. went to bed. I didn't know you guys did it before you guys cleared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, wait, so when we cleared, I was ready to post everything immediately. I didn't even yeah, wait for anybody. Tricky always was supposed to immediately. Suki, yeah. we, we, always have to like, always. we always have to like wrap a leash on, on Suki and like hold him back. Every single <laughs> no, time. no, 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 no. They said 0.4, close enough. Send it. Yeah, basically. You've, you've seen the fight. Here you go. Well, to yeah, it wasn't fair, just Zep. It really wasn't well, just Zep. So, so I always I DM'd Kana. This happened to DSR too, but like Kana was like, don't don't release the streams until we clear at least. No? <laughs> and then uh, it got really late that night, and we're just like, no, are they going to clear? And then, then we all saw like 0.4% wipe. Wow, well, this is good enough. I'll, I'll send it. Fuck it. We're tired. We're going to sleep. We're and then no. I'm <laughs> waiting. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the at the end of the day, like, look, on the topic of releasing a video, um, I mean, I would have maybe liked it a little bit later, just because, uh, uh like, uh, elephant in the room. I'm just gonna say reality. I mean, that video bolstered a lot of teams' ability to Carried clear the fight more probably, quickly yeah. than it probably should have. Yeah. I mean, the, is like we talked earlier about, like, yeah, rescuing rescue strats are very, you know, kind of uh, typically innovative. Maybe not necessarily the first thing you think of yet look at how many people are rescuing right now. Um, yeah. I think at the end of the day, though, the onus is not on Neverland. It's on the other teams to suck less and kill the boss faster. <laughs> okay, that's yeah. fair. If a stream team complains about not being first because they slept wrong, that's their fault. Yeah, like, we, we have no sand like like box to stand on because at the end of the day, play better and it's a non-issue. Yep. Fair. I mean, that, were stream teams mad at our timing? Did anyone like? Uh, I mean, no, I, I, I think they were all anyone, excited. Though. I think they were all excited. Well, they were I like, like we can get out of this. Getting, this thing that can still get first were a little bit annoyed at it. Well, the one that did get first, Tim the, the like, perfect time. Yeah, they woke up at the perfect time for it. They <laughs> they mentioned like they knew they had a rough concept of like when the vod could be released, right? And so they went to sleep with that in consideration. And so that's the real fight. Yeah. So they oh, they literally true? yeah yeah they they said hey this is kind of like the thought of when it's going to be released they're not going to release it immediately but maybe by the time we would wake up it'd be released and we can start working on it right uh, and so it it timed out really well for them and so they took advantage of it uh, so yeah one hundred percent I do. I feel kind of bad at the stake away from the stream race thing, but I mean, at the same time, it's like, yeah. Here's the thing, though. I mean, that is an element that exists out there, and I have to take this into consideration, I guess, thinking in the future, but I can, it's not a controllable thing. It's not something I can yeah, control, right? And so uh, it's going to be part of the race in some way or another. What is the, the, the thought process of, like, Neverland having two groups, one streaming, one not streaming, right? Yeah. 
and then the first team clears it, and then the second team just takes all the strats that have not been made public and use that to clear it on stream. Uh, and so it's just something that I have to think about <laughs> going forward in the future and how all that stuff will work. Next time clear the secret and just start streaming and clear on the alt. Hey, good yeah. idea, Frosty. Hey, let's do else yeah, no. So I have to be like super careful because you know, and that's how I I think about this stuff. I try to make things as fair as possible, and then look at the loopholes and issues that could exist. It didn't happen this time, but it's a possibility of something that could happen uh, in the future. And so I don't think that a lot of people here would do that kind of stuff. But uh, the the big thing about streaming your entire prog means that you have to be showing evidence of. <laughs> there being some prog there right uh and it has to be literally two different groups it can't be like the same people just logging into alts and doing it uh so since you're streaming the entire prog it would have to be eight different people likely unless if you know you guys suddenly like the streaming team starts acting oh. different speaking differently at the very end oh. what you do is you uh, you make two teams you make one team that's really smart and one team that's really consistent and they both stream and the team that's really smart figures out all the mechanics and the consistent team can clear. Yeah. There's also yeah. the thing, like, what, what's stopping us from DMing, like, Team DM all those solutions? And yeah. then they get world first, they did the world streaming first, and then uh, they pass us all to rewards. <laughs> that would be, be horrible. Reward. We split the reward. Yeah, that would be horrible. Maybe the control on F. But then Maybe again, this is like a conversation you yeah. shouldn't have started, Frosty. I think it might be giving people some ideas. Uh, no, no, it's something. There is ten months. There is no effing way it wouldn't give. This wouldn't have happened. I'm not that smart, right? I'm not <laughs> that clever. <There's laughs> I mean, if you if you think this hasn't been a conversation in previous yeah. years, you're crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that this kind of stuff would exist now that the the rewards are coming for online and everything else. Uh, people want to see certain teams lose. People no, want to see no. certain teams win. <laughs> But oh, then again, you have a VOD, you could have hit it. Oh, you streamed, you could have cheated still. That's what they're going to say next. Now but the streamers it, are cheaters too? Yeah, I don't know. I think that there is some way of it still being a legitimate thing to do with having 16 people in a team, right? Uh, and then you have six, you know, eight people being really good at figuring out all these other mechanics and then eight people who are streaming their frog over. Maybe the streaming team is the one that gets ahead. You know, I don't know. Uh, and so it, it's... It's just something I've been pondering on. <laughs> and I guess I'll have to figure it out in the next year or so uh, what that would actually look like or if it could actually be an issue or if I'm just making stuff up that is a non-issue in the end and it just seems like it would be. But yeah, you guys ponder on that too and let me know what you come up with. <laughs> nah, ready for the AG3 Neverland corroboration? Uh, yeah... Maybe. That's going to happen in uh, 6.5 when they release 24-man Savage. Holy copium. Copium is fucked. Oh. It's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. He's coping so hard. I can smell it. Yeah. Mm, there is no way they're releasing anything outside these Criterion Dungeons. That's Take it. Take your Criterion, pick your one material, and you're going to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. One material. Yeah. Uh, Alright, so... Uh, other things in regard to the race. I mean, that was pretty much the, the main points for the race that uh, I was thinking about. Um, is there anything else that you guys wanted to kind of go over that has been on your mind uh, over the last week or two about the world race or the fights or anything else? I miss Unnamed. 
That's why I, I do want to shout out on name. You know, they, they were the team to beat this tier, and unfortunately, the community ran them out of town. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, the competition decreased. Yeah, I hope the GPT get stronger again in the next expansion. Like, that, and I just hope other teams get strong because right now, what is it like? Our group, and then eat the group three on our asses Grind. sometimes. You know. Grind I mean, too. it's kind of that's kind of been the thing always, no? When like fourteen, like it's always like two horse race, maybe yeah, three. Like no. So like... I'm gonna spit a little bit of fire here, but I don't think that anybody can argue against it. Um, I think Neverland played well this tier, obviously. I think this tier was a showcasing of less that Neverland played well and more that everyone else played like shit. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I don't know if I, I agree with any I, other part. I yeah. think I well, okay. Let me let me let me defend. Okay. Um, this by the way, this is not to say Neverland is shit. That's not the point of this. What I'm saying, <laughs> they they played well. Um, <laughs> but my point is, I think there are a lot of people who played below expectations for themselves, and it's one of the reasons that it's kind of devolved into kind of a one horse race at the end. Um, I think a team like Unnamed showed that there was a gap in top. I feel like Neverland probably did a, a bit of work between now and then to bridge that gap a little bit, and I think the other teams still needed to improve more. And right. It's funny you I, say that, because we did not raid. I, we waited for four weeks after top and stopped raiding completely. I haven't touched the well, game until the week before the Savage came out. Well, what else is to say as well? The, for top, I think our team was probably at its weakest it's been. Just in terms of player skill in general, yeah, and also had, the rules popping. Like in top, we lost a pretty strong member. Literally three weeks before he came out, we had to pick up someone at the last second. Like Swag, well, good player. People. Like I would definitely recommend him, but like he wasn't exactly the strongest player. That like our our previous yeah, team before, be, like newer to the game. Yeah, he was also Swag is also newer to the game. He doesn't have that like long term Final Fantasy experience. So our team definitely got crippled at the knees before uh, top came out. And uh, I think we got much stronger with the new pickup in Ellie between then and now. But I, like, one thing about Final Fantasy is like, there's I don't think there's any getting better by playing the game between patches. There's a game where like I think you just have a certain level of skill, and you can just apply that next patch without having to play the game again. There's no prep, I think. Prog prep doesn't exist in my book. Mm. I also it's not, it's not, I also want to say like we would have beaten unnamed if that wasn't the case, right? I still think unnamed could have probably beaten us, even if the group yeah, was. It would, sure. it would have been really yeah. close. Yeah, it would have been close. I'm not I saying think. we would have we, unnamed. We, we were ahead of unnamed for quite a while, and then got stuck at some points. I think Zep oh, has like the timing, but we were ahead of like everyone, yeah, 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 like top. like the whole yeah. fight until like P five, where we definitely fell backwards with like Sigma and Omega, but like even would have. Uh, I think we were yeah, the but, first but that's, but that's not as well. A, but that's not a, that's not like a surprising fact because the like tops real prog starts at P five, and there is yeah. just the, the way that they approach P five and P six was just better than everyone. The, the, the pull more like... and let the ninth man figure it out was definitely a strategy that's really powerful in the ultimate because just how much consistency you need to get like back to those prog points. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I agree with all that. The way I but feel, but I, about... I don't think people played bad and we played well. I think this tier, everyone played as expected. I would say. I think uh, um, I think could have played a bit better for that standards, the, but yeah. The thing, the thing about oh, Omega was that at least AJ3. the way that I feel about it was that our group did not, you know, 
play as well as they should have. We underperformed in some places, and unnamed didn't. And then there was the whole issue. There was the whole like like Zoom hack plugin issue, right? But you know, that's I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anyone's opinions on on that are are incorrect or anything, right? Like it's a big discussion. But one thing that I think I speak for everyone here in our teams for is that we all know deep down that if they were playing completely vanilla, they still would have won. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I don't think anyone would ever disagree with that. So we're, we're talking about unnamed. Yeah. Yeah. Unnamed. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I think that they still would have been competitive. Yeah. I, 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 it's impossible to say whether they would have won or not. I, I do acknowledge that tools existence help, help them in some capacity. But I, I, I'm on your side with that, like discrediting them because of the tools is nonsensical um, because they still would have been competitive, if not favored. Yeah. Right. At least Neverland. Uh, I know we've, we talked about this a lot, obviously, but we, I think, I think all eight, all eight of us at the time felt that they absolutely still would have won with, with nothing. And that's why it would have been a much closer race, though. It would have yeah. been closer, obviously, but they still, I think, we think that they still would have won. And that's why none of us wanted to. You know, like go, oh, real world first, yada yada, right? Because because mm -hmm. we knew deep down that that wouldn't that didn't really feel true. No, unnamed but. was a extremely strong team and really good, uh, and it, it's really unfortunate what happened to them overall. Uh, because in the end, I, I you know add-ons you could make the discussion. I don't know every single bit of everything that everyone uses everywhere. I don't have visibility and that kind of stuff. Uh, I know visibility like that stuff helps, but I don't think that that is enough to make it to where that makes or breaks them doing it. They're just really, really good players. And we, uh, I've we talked have to heard them, of yeah. some of the of some of the specifics that they like used for progging mechanics. Like, like we've heard some of the very specific things that they use to solve mechanics, like spreadsheets and and stuff. And like you know, and and we just know that their their strategies were just insane. They were so. Their strategies were so much better than everyone else's. It was it, like it was insane how how well organized they were. It was crazy. Yeah. The the whole thing of the ninth man sending a diagram with strat through a link shell and stuff while they yeah. were doing the mechanic was uh, <laughs> was that's really pretty, funny. That's pretty. That's pretty intelligent. Uh, I would to say, finish my go yeah, ahead, go, go. Uh, okay sure to finish my thought from earlier. Um, just about like there being a bit of a gap between Neverland and the other teams this tier. Um. This is something. This is like, it, it's something that competition mode really like puts light on, because um, when it comes to a savage race, the team that's going to win is likely the team that's getting the most consistent back-to-back uh, -back prog pulls. Um, and if you look at a lot of the teams, if not the majority, and compare them to say like Neverland, who obviously won, um, they Neverland just had more frequent back-to-back -back good pulls. Um, one of the reasons that like mental stillness farmed the fuck out of p11 as hard as they did uh is if you just look at the graph it's always trending downward like they were always they were seeing mechanic farming at once uh moving on to next mechanic and that's just how you progress fast through savage like it's 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 obvious but when you compare the actual pacing of people making prog pulls um there was really only one group that probably did it to world first standards this year yeah okay I mean, it's the same thing with DSL, right? Back in then, it was like the like saying like, "Oh, we played really well," but like every other team played really bad. It's like, well, that kind of yeah. it's like I feel like that always. I feel like that always is like a thing, you know? Like you, the other teams have to sometimes perform worse for the other team to shine better. I don't know. 
No. Yeah, I guess the the point of, the point of bringing it up is I think that people should just be. I mean, I don't need to say this to any of the top teams, but anybody maybe outside the top the top teams just put a strong emphasis on consistently reaching prog points in back to back scenarios and even back to back to back if you're good enough, because that is the fastest way to prog. Mm-hmm. See, that's not even that. Like, so after our prog was over and. I went back and checked like how we solve mechanics for like P9, the very first limit cut, and I was looking at Team DN because like I guess they won for first streams. So I was like comparing it, and it's like you can actually see the timing differences within like 10 minutes. We had a working strat within like 15 minutes. We had a working strat for the limit cut, while they're pulling for 30, 40 minutes, and they still don't know what they're doing for the limit cut. Like there's this like there's that's an easy mechanic too. So that there's like this huge gap not on just on consistency, just on solving mechanics too. Right, like you mm-hmm. can like yeah, but that's it, all part it, of the equation. Like everything that everything that goes into having back-to-back prog pulls. Like if that means taking a minute and making sure that your strat is solidified and good, then that's what you need to do. Yeah, It'd be exciting to see that live. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's a lot of factors that go even into even live. It, like <laughs> yeah, if we, if we stream live, we would solve that limit cut in P9s 15 mm-hmm. minutes. That no, every stream would just copy what we did. Right, like yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't have that 30 minutes, 40 minutes of extra wiping trying to figure out how to do that because now they have the solution at the same exact time as us. So like right. this is a this, this is where like streaming also just like kind of takes away a lot of uh, a lot of the skill that Final Fantasy requires in Prague. Well, you get the thing with like what we saw, right? With releasing the vault, like we released the vault and suddenly like what was like 10 groups instantly clear like within the next day, or like in the next couple hours, it was like three, four clears. Yeah. Oh, all right. Uh, unless Final Fantasy changes their design philosophy, I mm-hmm. think streaming will always be a bad idea if you want to go for world first. Mm-hmm. Unless yeah. everyone does it, yeah. but then you will definitely I mean, have a you team. You don't know if do everyone it. does it. Yeah, like what well, if a, yeah. what if a random like you know but other team do you doesn't stream about that team winning? Is the next question. Of course you do. Like they're gonna be the world first team then. Like do you, do you care if, if you're streaming at all for it? Yeah, well, I mean, I mean like, I'm going for World First. I mean, of we have the same question right now. Like, so there's still, like, Skylar, there's still you're people to sound like Reddit. Yeah, no, no, exactly. I'm just, I'm just like, saying, I'm, you sound like I'm Reddit, saying, yeah. Like, what, what you're saying is like what a lot of people are saying. Like, of course you care, but like, do you care as much as you would do without anything? So, okay, no. like, you're, you're like someone who says uh, the end is with two World First because they're the first stream group. Like, no, my, no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. My question to you guys right now. If we're still harping on this, and I feel bad for doing it. But uh, if you guys streamed, would you have lost a world race overall? This year, I no, I don't think so. Possibly because we did get walled in the ads phase on door boss. If like um, our, our ether group three said that they actually got figured that out pretty fast. If we streamed it, they did not. I think right then and there is when they would just take the lead from us, and Counterpoint. possibly win. A group like AG, sorry to finish your thought. Sorry. So yeah, I was I was done. Say just because of that wall, we hit a wall, and if we're streaming and they don't hit that same wall, they're gonna pull ahead right there. Even if they were ste- like they could be stealing all our strats before that, and then right. the second we hit a wall, they get through it. Yeah, and then but you, then they but, fucked up to my the, the and then you the go to bed, and then you wake up and you and steal all that for the right? It's a gamble. Like like yeah. if you're streaming, likely if you're streaming, it's likely a scenario where AG three is streaming as well. 
AG3 solves limit cut fast, you have solved limit cut faster. I mean, it's, it's a give and take. No, yeah. the, the premise here is that the danger of streaming is not other people who are also streaming. It's the one group that isn't. People are not isn't. streaming. Yeah, what right. if there's some stream we don't know uh, about, sure, team that sure. we don't know about isn't but streaming, and now they're the ones who win because we stream. We know what teams are not streaming, though, right now. I mean, they, a magical one could be produced somewhere else, but does that... I guess it does matter, right? You yeah, know, it, it, it matters to it, a lot of us. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, if it I mean, matters to you, then sure, but I feel like for, it shouldn't matter to people. I don't know. It absolutely does matter. If, if like does, The goal yeah. is first, not stream first, right? So if a random unstreaming team wins, then we don't win. It's over. Mm -hmm. But what did you lose? World first. It's just, that's, it's, just like, a oh. it's just a conversation where there's a lot of room for your yeah, opinion. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. It's, it's very personal. Yeah. yeah. If you can, yeah, world, personal. world first. And yeah. yeah. I mean, like, so, anyways, <laughs> that's a whole. We could probably do like ten hours of that conversation. Yeah, uh, it's a big conversation. It's it's a yeah. pretty big one. Uh, and it's an expansion. I think, I think the days of streaming are soon. <laughs> Maybe the next <laughs> race. So yeah. See you there. That's Dude. what they say every tier. Dude. I've heard that one before. <laughs> the first <laughs> Tom. I do think that you guys are completely right that the one of a good time to do it is the first tier of an expansion. Because uh, yeah. the the strat stealing stuff, I don't think groups are going to be able to adjust fast enough to other people's strategies to be able to catch up with them. Uh, I think that you're gonna be able to figure out these strats is gonna be cleared like again in 13, 14 hours, right? Uh, that it's not going to matter. Uh, the the biggest issue that you'd run into is like the day two. Uh, but if you don't have a day two, then it might not even matter at all. Uh, but that's just again my thoughts as an outsider, not actually doing the race, just watching it. Right. It's also you would need a whole team in the back watching everyone else's streams, that drawing the diagram that they made, figuring out their strats, how they actually made it. Mm -hmm. Like you, like a normal street, like a thing like DM doesn't have like. The manpower for that, for example, right? Like AG3 probably does, but you know, you yeah, need that as well. To like <laughs> have a team that check that just like was watching all the streams and like figuring out their mechanics and how but they then, did it and then giving it to your team. But then That's we're getting into uh, guilds, <laughs> full guilds, like wow, basically, right? Yeah, a, a streaming environment does favor like having a larger group behind you. Yeah, it's, there's no, no denying that. Yeah. Um, all right. Just gonna sit there with eight people watching other streams and not pulling the boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Is there anything else that you guys want to jump into? World Wars. This has been a really good conversation, by the way. It's stuff that I want to talk right. about too. I'm actually very passionate about the streaming stuff. So no, yeah, that, that, uh, yeah. That, those those are some some big uh, topics that that people have been avoiding. I think the talking about like the top stuff too is good to get that out there. I think. Yeah. It's important. It's like, yeah, go ahead. the closure. The closure to any streaming conversation just needs to be to remind listeners: like, any decisions to stream or not stream have literally nothing to do with them. Um, it's mm. it's the entitlement that turns actually teams off more than on. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always going to be based on what the team wants to do. They don't owe anybody anything. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah, it, it's not it's not a decision based on validation. Like nobody cares about about other people's validation it's all about how they personally feel about it and i will say there is like you know uh unfortunate situation where you're like for example the world race stream that we put on uh when people are watching that they 
they're watching because they want to watch people prog, and so they're going to be extremely biased against teams that are not showing them their progress, right? Oh, oh yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah, and so it's not like the the general consensus of the entire raid community is there. There's a good amount there, but a lot of people who don't raid that just want to see people raid are also there, and they're going to have a, a, a heavy bias when they're, and a lot of ignorance uh, into the world racing as well. Um, of, of course, of course, because most people are going to want to watch it, right? So they're going to want people to stream because they want to watch it, and they may or may not subconsciously insert other reasons into into that bias as well, but they're mm -hmm. always going to be biased towards streaming because that's what benefits everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, one more thing I want to mention. Square Enix did, after the top thing, Square Enix did mention something about possibly hosting something like this themselves. And yeah. not happening. So maybe, who knows? Maybe they can actually yeah. invite teams to play live at like in Tokyo or something. I don't know where the headquarters are, but uh, how would they know, know like... which teams to invite? No, if, it, if anything, they would not invite teams. Would just, I, I that's the question. How do they know which teams to invite? You're actually not. No, they, would just, they, they would just watch the team's streams. They wouldn't invite teams. No, I mean, that, you can't really cheat if you're playing live on stage with like you know. Mm -hmm. Then yeah. even while they do that, they come on. That's a dream, right? That's a dream. Let me dream, right? So maybe in ten years, what? They all. <laughs> this is so. I'm gonna just imagine, right? Uh, what they could do if they were gonna do something official. It was not gonna be flying teams out. It's not gonna be doing any of that stuff. It would probably be hiring uh GM staff, uh, yeah. and keeping an official tracking on their side, and then having GMs monitor teams, uh, that are yeah. ahead. And then they would officially declare these teams cleared first, and everything looked legitimate from what we could see by while monitoring the top teams started first along with Prague. Uh, that would be the closest thing I can see them doing. Uh, I don't think they're going to go for Again, I don't know. I would love it. You know what? It'd be my dream. It'd be dream. like, hey, Frosty. Out, yeah. Hey, Frosty, you want to come help us with World Race stuff over here at Square Enix? Yeah, let's do it. I'd be right on top of it. Uh, but it is such a. It, it, I don't know how much sense it makes for them to dive that deep into it. Uh, well, also like thinking about it, it's like really pretty bad promotion for the game. I feel like when you have gamers sitting there for twenty two hours straight playing your game, like you wouldn't want that as a company. I feel like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's the other part, right? Do they mandate eight hours of break? No, I mean Diablo Four. I'm pretty sure Blizzard is loving that people are playing Diablo Four twenty four hours right now, right? But they wouldn't. They wouldn't want to have fucking players sitting on a stage for twenty two hours playing their game and like looking miserable and stuff like that. Bro, I don't. I don't want to smell you guys, man. Like I get stinky during Prague, dude. We can't put ourselves in glass boxes. I need my pillow. Yeah, I. I don't. I mean, there is that whole point to take the jar. Uh, is like teams going really hardcore and serious and it being an unhealthy situation. Uh, yeah, exactly. So that is a risk and a concern for them. Uh, so I don't know. There's just a lot of liability and issues that would go into it. I think the best thing they could really do is have some way of official tracking and hiring staff to monitor teams, and that would probably be more than enough. And then I don't have to worry about trying to track Twitter, DMing people on Discord, looking at other websites, doing all this other stuff, and just... You know, begging please or one of you guys to tell me when you go to sleep so I can go to sleep. You know, this kind of stuff. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know. Well, I told you to go to sleep uh, at the end of day one because the boss wasn't going to die in Twitch chat, but I don't know if you saw that. I might have not seen it. Uh, <laughs> but... So, you're awake all night, Skylar? You just left us? No, 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 no. no. This was like, at the, like before I went to bed. Oh, okay. Kind of this, was after, this was after I woke up when you guys were sleeping. So, it was like yeah. 7 and 8 a.m. Oh, you woke up and you went to bed then? Something like that, because I had to you wake up at like seven a.m. your time. I think. Yeah, I woke up at eight a.m. because I had to. 
Okay, that makes sense. Uh, all right, all right. Well, is there anything else you guys want to hit on before we wrap up the stream? Again, I think this has been a, uh, an amazing talk, and I appreciate you guys giving me your time today. I'm happy that we ended the streaming conversation at the same place it's been ended for six years. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, uh, Aro believes we're going to stream next year. Yeah, so. yeah I, I, guess, I guess we're we're a little further along. The, the finish line got moved a little bit closer, sure. It's going to be a change. You're going to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, uh, I'm gonna to be I in Aro's team next year. I'm 100% on that. Aro's <laughs> streaming. I'm in that team. I don't care. Okay, okay. I, I would recommend... Uh, I, you know, I don't they, know what my side of this race is going to look like that year. I just know that we have a full year of very good events on streaming, and I'm hoping to to use that to try to promote the streaming stuff more too. Uh, so maybe it's you know even better for people who are doing it. Uh, but at the same time, I don't know what that's going to look like in the future because that is a year away. Um, but it has grown. Is I I'm really happy with the work. Uh we've been able to do over the last, uh, this expansion. Hey, I hope it helps everybody in the end. That's, that's all I'm hoping. All right. With that being said, I guess we can go ahead and wrap up the show. I have a, something I'm about 40 minutes late for. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to have this conversation. What Spider-Verse, yeah. I have a question for you, Ross. Have you ever ended Mog Talk on time? Yeah. What is the time? So what is your time limit normally? Uh, I aim for two two hours is the goal usually because that's the uh, most digestible. That. Yeah, uh, I used to not have one, and I would have some shows hit six hours. Uh, and I'm like, Ooh. man, I don't know if we need to do this again. I think that is was anyone gonna watch that? I don't. Yeah, I don't even know if anyone. Some people do, man. Uh, watch the six hours. Yeah, yeah. But okay, well then, let me let, let's do the rounds here real quick. Uh, and uh, I guess we'll go with Aether Group uh, three first. Um, any last words you want to say? Shout outs, anything? If anyone, any of you guys want to be found anywhere or not found anywhere, whatever. Uh, I guess you guys can go through how, whatever order you want to. I mean, I'll start. Uh, just want to shout out all of the team at AG3. I mean, I don't deserve to be here at all. I haven't played the game in two months. Um, there are people <laughs> who did a lot more than me behind the scenes, um, and they should get their spotlight. So shout out to them. Um, yeah, I just hope that, uh, I hope that the group, um, continues what they're doing going into next tier, because, I mean, I highlighted this earlier, I feel like they had standards for themselves that they probably don't feel like they met, but this is a very talented group, uh, one of the more, t they're like a group of Neanderthals, which is kind of funny, but <laughs> very, very talented uh, group of players, and I'm just hoping that they don't overreact to like the gap in in clear times here, and just address how to improve between now and then. Okay. All right, Chaya. Yeah, like shout out to all the ninth, all the ninth. Like once again, they really are just like amazing, and did us a real solid this tier. Uh. That's really it. Uh, it's a good tier. Uh, hope to see you guys again sometime. And yeah. Okay. Yeah. Pretty much got to say the same thing. Shoutouts to all of the players that has been that has been with us the entire expansion too. Uh, yeah. 
it's been a good good ride good expansion it's been fun and i hope the future will be even better okay okay all right neverland uh nar you a start uh sure usually i just shit post because i feel cringe when i advertise anything but uh, <laughs> i might start streaming again i Whoa. guess so my my twitch is narlock Hold on, I got a feature for that. Is it spelled exactly the same? Yeah? Yeah, uh, everything I have is spelled exactly the same. That's why I picked it. There you go. Were you, are you streaming up over Profitus? Were you actually doing that? I saw you tweeted about it. Mm, the only thing is that I'm not really that... I don't know. I don't know yet. I, I'm not really that good at just, like, going from start to end without, like, input, like, questions. You know what I mean? Like, I, I'm the type of guy that answers questions, not just, like, starts a conversation on my own. You know what I mean? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I don't know. Maybe. It's weird. Get used to it though. Yeah. <laughs> I need to practice. It's practice, man. It's a skill. It's a. It's a Got to practice for the next tier, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Rumi. Uh, I just want to say a huge shout out to the whole team in general as well, because uh, taking me in before DSR, like a few days before DSR started, having like. No expectation of what ninth winning was like, and just having me around the whole time for the whole expansion was nice. And also shout out to the rest of the ninth men team; they uh, helped me quite a lot ever since DSI when I was like pretty much me and I alone. And adding another few people to it helped a lot over the last couple of, the last couple of uh, tales. Mm. Okay, Suki. All right. Uh, thank you for you know supporting us. You no know, rooting rooting for us. But I do want to do like a pretty big shout out to Raimi, my co healer, the scholar. Okay. I think he might actually be the best shield healer in the game. Literally he carries he, he hard carries so much stuff. Like I I really do wanna show him some respect, you know, like literally probably the best shield healer in the game, I actually think. Okay. And yeah, shout out to the rest of the team too, like actually uh Actually, such a good team to be a part of. Very fun to play. Prague is very fun with this team. And uh, just to be a little, you know, a villainous towards the end, you know, like the rest of the world get gapped. All right. Where's the competition? <laughs> Bring us some competition next time at least. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, uh, Skylar, you know, you said you were not going to be with us this time around, but you stuck around, yeah. so thank you. I, uh, I have my reasons, but yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. and also Snap, like, I guess mm -hmm. not a lot of people know Snap, but this guy is, like, absolutely a fucking god at Samurai. This, this, this guy, like, I ne we never have issues, issues with damage because Snap is on our team. Absolute monster. He always has these, like, brilliant ideas, too, sometimes randomly, just, like, just gives us great ideas just out of nowhere. Just, like, here, do this. Like, oh, shit, he's right. Let's do it. Yeah, we have, uh, like, this team has some really, really powerful players. And yeah, I'm hoping everyone sticks around. No one wants to quit the game for, uh, you know, next expansion. Hopefully, everyone sticks around and has fun. You know, uh, looking it, forward to. Uh, I, I do want to say, like, every time that uh, a healer shouts out their co healer about being really good and carrying, it's like, well, what are they carrying, right? And then you have to think that healer that's shouting them out, do they feel like. Uh, they're not doing anything for their group. No, actually, I'm a god healer too. I'm just being humble, okay? <laughs> okay. I don't want to talk about myself. Oh my god, <laughs> I actually think after this tier, like, oh. 
I, I, I'm not gonna say it. I don't, I don't want to brag too much. Okay, but uh, oh. yeah. I'm, I, I think Raimi is so much better though. Like, oh, okay. Raimi is actually <laughs> is uh, <laughs> I, he, he's one of the best pros I've ever seen, and I'm so glad I get to heal with him. Like, so this is honestly. why we need other teams to win, so his ego doesn't go too big. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut down my <laughs> ego, guys. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, okay. okay. Jesus Christ. Also, also, yeah, Snap Snap is not just good at Samurai. Snap, put him on a melee, put him on a range, probably. Put him on anything. This guy will carry that damage, right? Like, okay. Snap is just that good. Like, I don't know what we'd do. Like, we probably would, like, you know, much more enrages if it wasn't for Snap on our team. And I mean, like... Always, always gear feed Snap, right? That's the number one rule. And also, it's like, in Snap, we trust, is what I like to say when it comes to damage checks. Well, Snap was which player again? What what did he play? He's the samurai for us. He's oh, the, you, you guys. Yeah. He's the one that you like threw all the gear <laughs> on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. beat him every single time. Yeah, he he trusts. But no, no, I'm not done. Okay, wait. MT okay. two. MT. Pick him up after DSR. We we stole MT from TPS after DSR, and I play with MT for a long time now. And this guy is a genius too. Like brilliant player. Mm -hmm. Just just he knows stuff. ASAP and you know Zep too. Zep put put a lot of us together. It's because we all know Zep. Zep is like Zep really brings everyone back to, together, right? He's like the uh, kind of the center. He keeps mm -hmm. everyone together. So yeah, like everyone on this team does amazing, and uh, so it's a it's a really really good uh, experience on this team. Yeah, you you better not forget anyone now. You better go through the whole list. Okay, <laughs> fine. No, Nar is like you know great player. He adjusted on this fight, and uh, I kicked him off healer. I'm sorry for that. But I'm sure you enjoy it because you know, I'm sure you enjoy it. I didn't want right? to be there either. Yeah, I, I could tell he was the healing was stressing him out a lot after you know DSR and PAS. And like he, he needs more like communication. And Raimi, unfortunately, is more silent. He's a god healer, Raimi, but he doesn't talk that much. And mm -hmm. Nars feels like he has, has all this responsibility. And I feel like Nars is getting a lot of stress healing. So, okay, I'm like, okay, let's uh, I'm gonna I should have made him swap after DSR, but uh. I'm like, I didn't want to heal. I was like, I'm having a good time on caster. I just want to play Black Mage for fun, even though I suck at it. Mm. But then after uh, PNS, I'm like, okay, I do want to uh, <laughs> swap out. Mm -hmm. It's hard to uh, caster me, uh, healer. And then, what I miss, what I miss. Uh, Elevation okay, for coming in now, you know? Elevation <laughs> came in. This team. Does bring and also in a lot Elevation, of who was here. <laughs> and the good one, Suki. Thanks. Yeah. Very glowing. Did I miss anyone? Death, death. Oh, this no. guy is, like, you know, so funny. He's really <laughs> funny. He's always, you know, he, he definitely knows how to bring the mood up sometimes. And, uh, kind of washed up, though. But, uh, <laughs> nah, nah, death is actually really good. He's also really good. Okay. You got this, everything. Is, this is the most emotion I've ever heard from you. I this, think, is the, this is the nicest thing you said this in the This is the nicest time. thing Suki's ever said to any of us. That's that's really funny. Listen, I you hated should... you guys for you know since DSR because we lost. Now we won. You know, I'm Who... joking. Not these guys are amazing. Yeah. DSR. Who thought a banana yeah, and a hat would have all that emotion, yeah. right? I guess it is uh, the last time for probably a while. We have most of us on, so since there's nothing coming up, maybe Criterion, but Criterion, you guys are gonna have to battle each other. So, uh, internal team no, bonding, we, we fighting. Like, we like share stress between the groups and and like yeah. yeah. We, we work together. We'll split it's up in four or randomly assigned, probably split up randomly. Okay, okay. And I'm gonna be sad I can't heal with Raimi. It's like the worst part of Criterion. I might actually swap to Caster so I can be Raimi's team, so who knows? Make someone <laughs> else go healer. We'll, we'll uh, see. 
Before it turns into like a four-hour show for Suki. Yes, here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, no, I appreciate again. Like you guys, uh, thank you for coming on. I know it was a little bit last minute after after coming from the exhaustion of the world race and everything. Uh, had to throw uh, things together a little bit, but I do appreciate both uh, you, groups coming on to just give the experience and talk about some of these topics that have been extremely just lingering within the uh, world racing. Uh, and just going over the fight in general, it's good that we had a, a tier that most people enjoyed going through. Uh, but, you know, I'm excited to see what it looks like in the future, whether it's streaming or not streaming, whatever. I'm going to keep doing it, and I think that uh, a lot of the right decisions were made. I'm happy with how everything turned out in the end, and um, just promise me there's no weird drama or anything that's going to come out within the next couple of weeks, and I, I appreciate it. Promise me, guys. This Final Fantasy, man. You know what happens during downtime. What do you mean? <laughs> I haven't even played the game in four weeks in, this, in these teams. Oh, well, we gotta play for eight weeks for this. We gotta get that. Uh, I guess. And then we'll stop. Someone's gonna clear the tier with no healer, <laughs> and there's gonna be a YouTube video. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, with all that being said, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, uh, thank you, everybody who came to watch today. Uh, thank you, everybody watching this on YouTube and everything else. Um, again, world race-wise, Criterion Dungeon will probably try to throw something together for it. I just don't know what that's going to look like exactly. Uh, now that we we do know what the format looks like, but uh, it's still a very short race, <laughs> so it's very hard to figure out how to make that logically, uh, logically work out, I guess. But I'll do it. Uh, and uh, besides that, uh, we'll have another show probably next weekend. Uh, there's some more hopefully exciting news coming out. Uh, that I can't talk about just yet uh, over the next week or two. And then there's also uh, just regular streams where I'll be doing this at Party Finder for the next week. So, next. Actually, you know what? I'm going to be doing this at Party Finder for a year. This is my content <laughs> for a year. Is Savage in Party Finder. Ay, jeez. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's fucking better than what I was doing before, dude. Um... Alright, let's find somebody to raid here. I'll do that in a second, but uh, before uh, we go out, guys, please hang tight while we find someone to host. And everybody on the call, even though you can, they can't see you, I expect you to be waving and saying bye all at the same time. You ready? Bye! I'm not waving. Bye! <laughs>